Hello and welcome to Mostly <laughs> Film. I am one of your hosts, Jonathan McCorder, joined by JP Payton. What's How up? are you? What's up, man? Not much. Sometimes I don't tell you what I'm going to do. Things. No, it's I, always the film roll shutter has just kind of become a thing now. But like the uh, <laughs> it has begrudgingly become a thing. Yeah. So now, now the uh, the Star Wars thing, I didn't even know what I was going to do. No. Um, I didn't know what to do with the mic either because last time I was like, I had it like in my mouth. So you know, but now we have these like um little condoms. We got some wind guards to wind guards. That's what they're called to help out with the. That's that me. Yeah, that me. yeah. It's, it's very me. aggressive. Yeah. Anyway, how you been? I've been good, man. It's, uh, we're a day yeah. later than recording. Yeah. Uh, if wife, you keep track of those things, yeah. Yeah. Well, technically, I guess you wouldn't. We normally post on today. Anyway. Yeah. But anyway, my wife has been sick, and then my daughter has a double ear infection. So that's been that's been a kind of took me out of commission the last day or so. But um, we have some good stuff to talk about today. No, Garrett. Uh, well, he was supposed to be here, but last second couldn't uh, couldn't show up. But that's okay. He's with us in spirit. Uh, and gave us some notes he wanted us to share. So I may or may not do that. Uh, so do you have anything you want to start on before we go into housekeeping? Let's go. Let's jump just right, right in. into There's housekeeping. There's a whole bunch to talk there's about. There's a lot I'm of ex- good stuff today. And we excited. just also had like a 15-minute just pre-show conversation. So yeah. when we eventually launch our Patreon and we're like super famous, you know, y'all get that pre-show <laughs> content. But uh, anyway, so housekeeping, uh, they get a little less every week. Uh, so we're talking about Michael Myers and Mike Myers last week. Yeah. And trying to figure out which one he went by. You seem more confident than I did, but he definitely goes by Mike Myers, not Michael Myers. Yeah. I think it's just because he doesn't want to overshadow the shadow himself. Oh, yeah. Did you know they call him the shadow? I had no idea. I've, yeah. I, I've kept track not of Not Mike Myers, Michael Myers. The, the, the Halloween Michael yeah, Myers. Yeah, yeah. The what? I don't know. Are you about to do the theme song? I, How do you think it goes? Uh, I'm on the spot now. I have no I know, idea. I love it. I hate it. No, da-da-da-da-da, I don't know. That's it. Yeah, yep. okay. uh, y'all got two for the price of one today. Y'all are welcome. Uh, yeah, so he goes by Mike Myers. And did you watch his new Netflix show, by the way? No. He plays like... Um, oh, is is this the one where he pulls he, the... What's the Eddie Murphy show where he, or movie where he plays... Daddy Daycare. No. <laughs> no, we're, he, we're basically he plays four different characters in yeah, the show. That's, yeah, it is that. I don't remember the name of it, but it yeah. is that. Have you seen it? I have not seen it. I uh, haven't either, but uh, off subject, already off the top. It's did great. you watch Paul Rudd's uh, Living With Myself? No. Okay, you need to go back and watch that. It's like I'm six, adding seven, this eight to episodes. my watch list now. It came out a year or two ago, and Paul Rudd, basically, they live in a world that once you've kind of, if you don't like your lot in life, you can make a clone of yourself hmm. that is the best parts of you DNA-wise and only those parts. Hmm. And it goes wrong, and normally they discard your old self Yep. And they leave the clone of you there, and people just think, wow, he's really had a turn, you know? Well, they accidentally leave him, so he goes back and sees this clone of himself, like, taking over his life. He goes, oh, this huh. sucks. I don't want that. But the best part is, when he goes in to get his, like, uh, himself cloned, he sees Tom Brady. He's like, oh, my gosh, it's Tom Brady. <laughs> and he looks at him, Tom Brady, goes, first time? He's Paul Rudd's like, is it not for you? He goes, oh, this is my 45th time. How do you think I stay <laughs> young all these years? Because they're all clones. I was all in until then. What, Tom Garrett? Brady? Yeah, Garrett would be all Oh, it's in. a great. He's only got a five-second spot. Okay. You got to watch it. It's really good stuff. It's like those it's a good disgusting Hurts commercials that I watch. Him in them. All right, cool. Yeah, Living With Myself. You should watch that. Living With Myself. Uh, so we talked about Avatar the last two or three episodes. Somehow it's come up every time. And we I have because said confidently- big Jim Cameron looms. Jim. J- James Cameron. You call him Jim? I, you I call guess. him Jim. Jimmy. Big Jim. Big Jim Cameron. Jim. Big Jim. Hey, Big Jim from uh, Family Man. Have you watched yeah. that? 
remember you said you hit Nicolas Cage? No, it's on my Big list. Jim I mentioned the Caitlin. Great. That's we'll watch fantastic. it. Uh, anyway, we've been saying this every week, and every week I said it came out in like 2012. Yeah, that's no, way not. too late. It came out in 2009. Yeah. So uh, I keep saying it's 10 years old. It's 10 years old. No. It's like 15 years old. Yep. Uh, it's and we're been just a minute. A, we are a week away. A week away from the second one finally coming out. And listen, the hype is real. I, I I'm, still am not hyped. I'm slowly buying in. I started out with my interest in this becoming just kind of like a hate watch. Like I was going to go watch it just to kind of not fully appreciate it, but to, you know, just kind of affirm everybody else's disdain or I whatever just, for it. But I, I rewatched Avatar. Right. You were talking about it on the top of the show or, or pre-show. Yeah. Yeah. I rewatched it. And man, it's it's good. I, I is it still I guess I didn't ask you this a minute ago is it still as visually impressive or is that kind of waned now with all the other stuff we have I we can talk about this later on when we actually get into our uh in review mm-hmm. but I think a lot of the draw of James James Cameron um in making movies is the same thing that draws George Lucas to it which mm-hmm. is you know the visual side of it so anyways I I think overall um it's good. Uh, I, w- I look forward to seeing what he he does with. I want. I'm going to see it. Yeah. I want to see it. I was asking Abby tonight if she wants to go see it, like opening weekend or whatever. Yeah. I probably won't. I won't. But yeah. Well, I was about to say we I'll, should. We'll probably go see it together. We should venture to Owensboro yeah. or something, or for an IMAX experience? Evansville, somewhere closer yeah. than Nashville. I mean, yeah, I guess Evansville about the same distance. Actually, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, yeah, it came out in 2009. And I am just middling excited for the new one, so we'll see. I do like one thing I love about the trailers, though. I feel like it doesn't give too much away. I have no idea what this movie's going to be about. So, so yeah. So I was after watching, mm-hmm. after watching it, I went back and watched the trailer for the new release coming mm-hmm. out. And I'm I like obviously there haven't been any spoilers like you just said, but I almost feel like um, I always I already forgot her name, but I I feel like Zoe Solanda. Yeah, I feel like the wife is going to pass away, and this is the journey because because uh, Cameron was even talking about kind of the pre, like leading up to all this that it's it is a mature story. Mm. It's not whenever he's bashing Marvel and everything. It's this isn't some, you know, um, pluff or uh, fluffed up kind of like family story like, like it is, it's, it's raw yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's raw and everything so uh, Sam Worthington should be happy yeah that he got in with the Avatar franchise because let me tell you did you hear the Mark Wahlberg story no was he, was he supposed to be in it or no not Mark Wahlberg uh shoot who who indeed I don't know Sam Worthington was having a moment Matt Damon I'm glad it's Sam Worthington yeah <laughs> I mean, granted, Matt Damon, he wouldn't have waited this long. I don't think the film was no, but, one, but but initially he was approached with it. Um, I think he was offered ten percent, just oh, overall. He should have to taken be it. to like. And to, he was like, on top of what he was going to make for the movie, he was offered ten percent to like sign on for this franchise, and he didn't. Can you imagine? Uh, he would have retired by now. Oh, no, never. No, I'm probably not. <laughs> but uh, no, Sam Worthington was on top of his career at that time. He had Clash and Wrath of the Titans. Yeah, he just come off Spartacus and all that stuff. But ever since then, it's just been nothing. Not much. And no, he's never had. He can't. He's not a good leading man, except when he's blue. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Matt Smith. We were talking about him. Uh, somehow we that was housekeeping. We're like breaking news over here. Wow. Uh, Matt Smith. I said so confidently out of nowhere, and I don't watch Doctor Who. I said, Oh yeah, Matt Smith, the Fourteenth Doctor. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, he was the 11th Doctor. I knew, I was like, if I got that right and he's really the 14th Doctor, that was something I just pulled right out of my ass. But uh, no, he's the 11th Doctor. I did see the first season of Doctor Who, 
And I eventually probably will go watch it because I like David Tennant. But anyway, 11th Doctor, Matt yeah. Smith. Uh, we were also talking about the Oscars and how some movies get nominated and some do not and when the cutoff is. And I thought like November 18th or something was the cutoff. But that was for the Video Game Awards. End of the uh, year. Oscars is the end of the year. So that is 1231. Boba Fett is in A New Hope. I don't remember so we were on this as We much, were on the same page yeah. talking about different things last week. Yeah. But yeah, Boba Fett in the Disney Plus re-edit when Han Solo is leaving uh, Mos Eisley and Jabba's there, Boba Fett's walking next to him. So you do actually yeah, see... Yeah, so that is that is a special edition. Like, yes, he's at, not in the yeah. original, but for a lot of kids nowadays, your first look yeah. at Boba Fett, well, if you hadn't seen any other thing, is that. Yeah. Um, so he is actually in it. So small correction there on my both of our parts. Um, I also said that K2 was the assassin droid that you see <laughs> in uh, whatever I wasn't uh, keeping Empire track. Strikes Back on the Star Destroyer, but it was IG-11. K2 is in Rogue One. Mm. But IG-11 is in um, The Mandalorian. Uh so that's nice. Uh, last one that I have, uh, my dad was talking about how the first movie he saw in theaters was The Wilderness People. Is actually The Adventures of the Wilderness Family from 1975. Yeah. I looked at it. That movie is not for me. No. It's like if the Waltons lived in the, well, I guess the Waltons did live in the wilderness. I have no idea. None you know of what these the Waltons references. are? No. Did you not grow up watching TV Land? Uh, No. Okay. I grew up watching TV Land. So, like, you know, Gilligan's Island, Andy Griffith. Green Acres, I Love Lucy. Those are my jams, man. Yeah. Golden Era of Television. But yeah, uh, The Wilderness Family, Adventures of the Wilderness Family. I don't think that's it. I, have, I don't have anything else for housekeeping. Do you? No. Because we're doing better. These show notes keep us going. Yeah, but we're going to keep it so quick and precise. Okay, cool. So moving on, transitioning into what's new. We're starting with a trailer roundup today. Uh, there's been a lot of new trailers that have come out in the last week or so. Uh, these are in no particular order, really, yeah. um, but we're going to start with the most important one. That's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. So, JP, what is your first initial reaction? I'm pumped. Uh, I haven't seen um, the Christmas special. The Christmas yet. special Damn yet. It. Because Groot. That that's your first I, look at that Buff, was my Buff first group, yeah. dude. No, well, it was special gave us brief. all a tease. I know. So, anyways, I'm I'm excited about it. I love the the Drax uh, interaction with the kid. You know that that was yeah that that was all it took, and I was like, I'm ready to jump back into this. I uh, feel story. like obviously for a year now they've yeah. been saying people die, not just one. Like this is the end of the Guardians as we know it. That's been hyped and hyped and hyped and yeah. hyped. And their trailer really makes it look like. Rocket dies. Which is going to be freaking sad, man. It is. But do you think that's... It's it's so obvious in the trailers that I feel like that's what they're going for, that it can't be Rocket. Yeah. Um, mainly because I think overall, all of Marvel all, all of Marvel fans would revolt. <laughs> yeah. But that, that would be the most impactful. Day. It Groot, would, yeah. Groot, obviously. But we've already had Groot Swan Song in a way. But yeah. Rocket ain't going to come back to life, you know? Uh and they also have the f- couple scenes of Chris Pratt being carried out. Nebula has him in his mm. arms in one. Yeah, I could see him swan songing out of Marvel. You know, I thought it in- was I thought it was pretty pretty much up front that this was his last Marvel. I didn't know. I don't know. I haven't I, seen that. I've I've up until this point, I've expected this to be Chris Pratt's last you know stint in a Marvel movie. So I'd be fine with that. Yeah. I, I I I don't dislike Chris Pratt. Like we've talked before, I think he's kind of niche and yeah. little typecasted, and you know kind of has his own shtick but i would be fine to see chris pratt exit but then that means there's only one chris left it's Hemsworth. 
Wow. Uh, Chris Evans is gone. Yeah, for for a little bit longer. Chris Pratt yeah. is gone. And Chris Hemsworth's trying to get out of there, sounds yeah. like. Hey, uh, off subject a little bit to Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I think the trailer looks good. I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see what James Gunn, Gunn does, considering yeah. it's probably his last, last It is Marvel. his last one. Yeah, so uh, exciting. It looks great. Uh, nothing. I, I don't really know what the plot's going to be. I don't, you know, I don't know who the villain's going to be unless they've said it somewhere. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, Adam Warlock, but he's not it, ultimately he's not villain. the He's not the main venue. No. Uh, it's, some, it's a scientist. I forget the name. But it, it's supposed to be a big bad, you know, like one of those. I, I think it might be connected into whatever's going to be happen, happening. Happening, yeah. And all of them. Um, but it made me think of talking about this. Just got me thinking about. Did you see who? So Takia Watiti, how you say his name? Yeah, never. He's out. Get his name. He's out of of Marvel. Sounds like he's out of the new Thor, whatever. And did you see who they're trying to tap to take over the new Thor movie? No, but I think I remember recently. Um, so after Hemsworth's like um, his uh, TV series that he's been Limitless. doing, yeah, after he found out his diagnosis, or whatever, took a break, whatever, mm-hmm. he was interviewed about Thor, and I, I think I remember him mentioning that if they do any more Thors, he'll you know he'll do it as long as as he can, I think, mm-hmm. but he wants it to have a darker tone. Yep. Did you see who? No. So who is it's it? Very, it's all over the rumor boards, and there's all been right. some like. Decent, like THR, I think is one of them. Some, some pretty reputable places. Yeah. Robert Eggers. What? Is apparently what? in early talks what? to helm a Thor movie. Yeah. I don't I don't know how to process this. Uh, sign me up. Bob Iger comes back. He's like, Robert Eggers Bro- is our man. <laughs> Bob Iger's been sitting in the shadow. That's why he came back. Good God. Love and Thunder did him in. Give me, give me your top Robert Eggers movies. Then I wasn't prepared. Uh, I mean, just I, I mean, The Northman was freaking fantastic, dude. I mean, that's the most <laughs> recent. But I mean, The Witch. Oh, I forgot he did The Witch. The Witch is great. Yeah, that there, man, there's some the side by there's good. some side by side shots of of The Witch and and Northman, and it, it's 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 great. Both um, of those movies are fantastic. Dude, I don't I don't know how I feel about that. I would love a good dark. Thor. I would expect something like that for like Werewolf by Night, though, or Blade, or Blade. They lost their director yeah, recently. Yeah. So, but no, no Robert Eggers rumored to be approached. I know. I, I didn't ready. I didn't have that in the notes. So you're, that's a real reaction from you. Yeah. Uh, so that's exciting. We'll see what happens. Second trailer: Transformers: Rise of the Beast. Before we talk about the trailer, where are you with the Transformers franchise? I could care less. Whenever, whenever, because in our show notes you type some stuff out, and I, I was looking it over. You had said Transformers series. And my immediate thought was like like a kids TV series, like the animated, like one? an animated. Did you grow yeah. up watching it? No, I didn't either. No. One Transformers wasn't on my so, radar. So, so again, like my my pulse on Transformers, like I have no interest, um, mainly because Michael Mann doesn't do them anymore. Or it is Michael? Mann. I don't. Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Yes. Yeah. No. Oh, he. I, well, he might. I don't no. know. I don't. He 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 stopped. I think in the Wahlberg ones. The last night and whatever, yeah. When Shia left, it's like I'm done. Oh. Yeah, I, I don't Age know. Age of man. Extinction. I think that was the first. This one. will probably come up in housekeeping next week. So I'm not <laughs> yeah, because really neither about one it. of us are transformed. I really don't care. Yeah, but I thought the trailer looked all right. I kind of like the um, primal vibe to it. The I have the, no clue about Transformers lore. Yeah, so me like, because I, I thought they already did one with beasts in it or like dinosaurs. I don't know. Dinosaurs. Age of Extinction had some dinosaurs in it and stuff. But again, dinosaurs and beasts like what what's the difference really? I, freaking a gorilla loses to a T-Rex every time. Well, unless you're King Kong. So, I the cast seems pretty pretty great. I didn't um, look I didn't even look at the full who is it all cuz I just watched the trailer and a snap it. So, 
so cast wise, uh, Michelle Yao. Okay. Are From you everything everywhere oh, all yeah. at once? Yes. Hey, she's getting some awards heat. Peter Peter Dinklage. Ah. Uh, Ron Perlman, obviously, yeah. Optimus. Um, uh, <laughs> Pete Davidson going to be uh I mean, voice of, of I, an Autobot. I thought when I looked at the brief letterbox thing of this, I was like, hey, this cast looks in promising. Yeah. And then um, like your Shia LaBeouf like type uh, character is going to be played by Anthony Ramos, who was, uh, wasn't he recently in West Side? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he is great. Um, or In the Heights. He was in In the Heights and in Hamilton. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Not yeah. Uh, West Side Story. I don't like In the Heights. Yeah. It, it felt too much like a musical yeah. to me. Like that's why I don't like La La Land. <laughs> so like La La Land that's to me good. is just trash. So yeah, we're not. We don't really care about Transformers. Yeah, I'll, it's fine. I'm excited maybe about the cast, and I thought the trailer looked all right. Yeah, but it just we'll ha- we'll have to see. Uh, but really, where the real trailer start? Oh yes, Cocaine Bear, dude. Dude, Cocaine Bear is my movie written on what one oh one. Yeah, and it's a true story. Now I'm sure there's gonna be some. It's gonna be hell of exaggerated. It, it, exactly. But, but I love it. It's a cocaine bear, dude. Yeah. Ray, is, is it Ray Liotta's last movie? It is. I think mul- the last movie that he actually started in, like yeah. filmed, like yeah. finished. Yes. Okay. Because I want to say this isn't his last film, but I think it's his last one he fully finished. Blackbird. Did he pass away before that? That finished. I don't, I don't think know. so. I haven't even finished. I think he finished Blackbird. that out, which is even more sad because, yeah. Yeah. Don't tell me. I haven't no. seen Blackbird. You haven't seen Blackbird. I haven't seen any of Blackbird. Oh, that's another thing Tanner wants me to watch. I, but I, I just can't. Didn't I didn't like the ending, um, which it's it's kind of based on a true story, I guess. But anyways, it 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 was good. Um, there's some about, great. There's some great it's acting. About a gay Ronald McDonald, right? What? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, uh, no. It's it's basically about a you know an arms dealer that goes to prison who basically gets recruited into trying to. <laughs> Um, gets a a serial Ace. killer. No, gets recruited into uh, getting a serial killer who's in this maximum security prison to commit to some crimes uh, before he is basically Killed let out like on parole. Okay. Oh, okay. Hmm. So yeah, I'll watch it's, it it's really good. Uh, so what do you think of the Cocaine Bear trailer? It was so. Whenever I first heard about the movie, I was excited because bears are my favorite animal. I have a tattoo of a bear. You do rope bear. Yeah, yeah. You think it looks like a ro- a rope? Rope bear, well, whatever. It's just the style that sailor. It's fine. Style. Uh, hey, speaking of which, I'm getting my Don, my Darth, my Darth Vader Donald tattoo. Yeah, December thirtieth. Nice. I know. Just in time for Christmas. After Christmas. Just After in time Christmas. for the New Year's. Yeah. New Year. But um, so yeah, which you know this this story is a local story for us. If you are not yeah, around Knoxville, Tennessee, today. it's yeah. like seven six hours away from us, something like that. Yeah. So, I think in actuality, the bear actually only survived it went on a full-on rampage but it only survived for like five minutes yeah. because its heart just exploded this looks like the bear lived much longer than yes. that yes. and uh so i it was way more drama it looks way more dramatized than i expected i didn't even realize i was han solo too uh what yeah oh the dude yes one of the okay. dr- lackeys yeah han solo. but yeah. you know what, what really caught my attention besides just the bonk this trade the movie looks great i'm very excited for it yeah you know um Ray Liotta, Carrie Russell, it's going to be good. But the real one is, I don't even remember his name, but the guy in the ambulance first scene, I was like, that's yeah. the dude from TikTok who <laughs> does all the retail memes. <laughs> sure was. I had to go Google. I was like, hey, good for him. Yeah, it, it is one of those that they're going to try and get away with as much as they can with this it. Movie, it's going to be a bad movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, it's, it's a B movie for sure. Two and but, a half, three star. No. You think? No. no really? This is going to be a three and a half star Three and a half. Me. 
maybe four if it leans into the ludicrousness in I, a good way. I I wholeheartedly believe they will. I think it could be a four star if they okay. just don't. If, it, if the trailer is any indication and it leans into that wackiness and just chaos of what the whole story is, then I think it could be a four star movie. Gotcha. But it probably won't be. Uh, Super Mario Brothers movie. They released a new trailer. We got to hear Donkey Kong speak. Uh, we haven't really redesigned too. I know, but it's subtle. Yeah, it's not like people were freaking out about yeah. it. Like, Nintendo's are weird. Yeah. Okay, like I'm a Nintendo guy. I love a Nintendo. I love yeah. Xbox and I love PlayStation. Sony's really pissing me off lately, but <laughs> I do love them all. But <clears throat> Nintendo fans, like avid fans, are weirdos. Okay, yeah. I'm saying it right now. They care way too much, and they get really weirded out over the weirdest stuff, like the Donkey Kong redesign. Oh, well, it's nostalgia. You know, I, look, if you want to tell me it was a redesign, it's just a mo- little modern touch-up for a movie. Like, it's yeah. not anything special. You know? Mm. I don't know. It's not like Sonic the first time they did Sonic before they redesigned him. Oh, man. And he had those teeth, you know? To be fair, though, fans got what they wanted. Hey, did you see the Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie? Uh, No, I didn't. Okay, you need to watch it on Disney+. Plus yeah. Because they're at a convention of washed-up cartoons. And it shows and up. It sh- he, I think it I saw that. It shows the that. rejected Sonic yeah. with the teeth. And he's in I, it for I, a good chunk of the movie. I think I saw that bit. Yeah. Uh, it was funny. That whole movie is just clever. It was a good movie. Yeah. I really liked it. Um, but I'm really excited for the Super Mario Brothers movie. Uh, I, I think Chris Pratt voicing Mario isn't bad. Uh, I don't like that he did a iconic, let's go, or whatever. Yeah. Like, just make it, it Chris Pat solely. It feels like they're leaning into it too much because isn't the first it, teaser trailer yeah. where he lands down there and he says something, not let's go, but yeah. something. It was like, oh, hey, that's his own take. That's good. But then this one had a full on let's go. Well, you he's know? got a, a woo. A woo. Woo. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. I'll leave those uh, to you. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> but and Abby can do the best toad. Mine, mine. Whatever. That's, <laughs> I'm not it. But that's not, that's not Abby. That's me. But Abby can do a killer toad. Yeah. I, I, Chris Pratt's voice is the only one I feel like is is leaning into it too much. I feel mm-hmm. like you know Jack Black's is oh, subtle and, and it's, Seth it's perfect. Rogan's. Seth Rogen's is great. Um, even Charlie Day's mm-hmm. Luigi. Yep. The one that sticks out the most, where it feels like they're not even trying, which I don't I don't know what they could really do, but it's it's Anna Taylor Joy's. Yeah, Peach. Peach. Yeah. Um, it's I listened to it I was like, oh, that's obviously who. Yeah, whatever. It's not a big deal, but if we're gonna be nitpicking voice. Voices, you know, it's yeah. Just... She doesn't, and I don't. And this is gonna sound like a weird comment, but Anna Taylor Joy doesn't strike me as a voice actress. No, it, I, no. I, she's she's riding a high. I don't blame her. Yeah, it's, it's free money. In, it's so. free money. But are you excited for it? Uh, surprisingly, yes. It looks great. Yeah, and it does. Nintendo Land just opened at Universal, oh. or it opens this year, I think. This cool. Summer. It already opened in Japan. Very excited about that. They this, got a Mario Kart ride. Yeah, this movie uh, makes even more sense yes, now. Very excited. Uh, non-movie. Um, the Last of Us trailer released oh, yes. on HBO Max. Uh, very excited for that. The games are good. The, the first game is fantastic. Actually. The first game is fantastic. Second yeah. game is good. Yeah, verging on fantastic. Yeah. Sony's emphasis on re-releasing these games every six months to a year is nauseating. Okay, we. Well, mo- this is a conversation for mostly gaming. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'd probably even be more passionate about that. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. But uh, no, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. I think Pedro Pascal was uh, perfectly casted as he's, Joel. But name a movie he's not been casted well in. He's in a gay movie coming up. I, you haven't even seen it yet, though. I don't want. I don't want <laughs> this butt bone <laughs> another dude. All right, that's just totally ironic. Your man, my man. That's why I'm jealous. <laughs> okay. okay, not well. Not that he's butt boning. I don't want him to butt bone. Uh, no. Pedro Pascal, I think, was a good choice. A lot of people are, he don't look anything like Joel. But uh, speaking of which, Troy Baker's in the show. 
who voices Joel. Yeah, he's in it. Uh, but he, he, he just, uh, who's the girl playing? I don't know. She was uh, she was uh from Lord of the Rings. I cannot. Is I it Game it. of Thrones? Is it the girl from Mon- Monmouth? Whatever. Uh, Gabrielle Luna. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. That is a guy. Shoot, hold on. Yes. Bella Ramsey. That is not right. <laughs> I'm but, sorry, guys. Uh, how, what's your faith that this is going to be a good adaptation? Um, out of ten on the trailer alone, I feel like they, I feel like they've been kind of open about wanting it, wanting to expound a little bit more. Now, have and they, what the game is, like the organization and stuff. That I may have missed it. Have they said how long it's going to be? Like uh, the series, not not length of episode, but how many episodes? No, I, I think HBO kind of, in my experience, those series normally last because it's going to be pretty expensive. Yeah, it looks great though. I'm excited for Dude, it. I have high bloater, hopes for it. You got your first look at a bloater. It looked terrifying. This is the best kind of way. I want to yeah. see. I Listen, see. HBO wants to do you know, uh, Walking Dead like type of, you know draw which i i think there's a, a type of fan or whatever that so we'll see yeah i think it's gonna be good i'm excited it's uh right up my alley last one and you added this one last second mm-hmm. mickey 17 uh for a 10 second little teaser uh bong ju Wan. yes so Par- parasite director and yeah. also snow piercer yeah um i think is what it is More like the hippo uh Cow, elephant type. I think it has something to do Caliphant. with... Yeah, I think it has to do with like... Global warming or yeah, pollution the, or something. That, uh, I, I, I do want to watch it, but I just don't... I love I Parasite and Snowpiercer. Those Good. are great. I, I think overall, um, Parasite was its own... Yeah. Like, one of the best films I've ever seen in my life. Really? We've never really talked about this. Yeah, I love Parasite. Even Abby liked it, which is That's a double win because it was a foreign language film. Yeah. and But no, I love Parasite. It's right up great. there. It's not a five star for me. Oh man, I'm, I need but to reevaluate it. It's a four and a half. Yeah, and it's one of those ones that could teeter on five because I got to reevaluate my. Uh, let's just do a little. He's even logged a couple of reviews lately for Minority Dude, Report I, and I, whatever the hell uh, August and thirteen Austin Land. Austin Land. Dude, what, I've never heard. Came over and was like, "You need to watch this if you like Jennifer Coolidge." Um, and I mean, we, we I wouldn't Jennifer say. Coolidge. I mean, I like I like White Lotus. Yeah, but I wouldn't say I just love Jennifer Coolidge. Does uh, Cinderella story too? I couldn't tell you. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think so. Um, does your does Abby like Jane Austen? I feel like she would like Jane Austen. Probably. I don't know. I think well, her aunt. My type of movie. It's fine. Uh, but anyway, so JP's over there logging reviews now. You know, I'm over here writing my reviews left yep. and right. But anyway, so the Star Wars thing is going to be reevaluated. Five star, mm-hmm. and now Return of the Jedi stayed the same. It stayed at a four really? star for me. Um, it was exactly what I remembered it. It's not as good as the other two. Mm-hmm. Um. We'll get into that. I'm about to give. I was about to give a full breakdown of a new site. Might have to go up a notch. All right. Um, but we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll rewatch it. But anyway, you should follow us on Letterboxd. Mom Bamboozle 13 on Letterboxd. Yeah. Film, which hadn't really been doing much right now, but it's it's there right now. Yeah. Uh, underscore mostly film uh, at Letterboxd. So, anyway, so Mickey 17. It looks great. I don't really know what the movie's going to be. It's based off. So this uh, is 17. Yes. Uh, so I I don't think it's going to be a direct uh correlation with the books. I think it's it's. It's gonna have uh, a different twist to it. So no, listen. I I was pumped about this solely because I saw Robert Pattinson is who I feel like is he's on the brink of having like just a massive. He just, is he is running and like don't, he's shooting shots right. He's now. He's not won an Oscar, right? I don't know. Let's check. I don't want to fact check that next week. You, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Fact check it now. I'm trying to think okay. of what, it didn't win anything. I don't think, but I know high high on life and good time and. The Batman and 
I mean, the Batman's out right now, but would be up for this year's. I don't. I don't see. I don't think so. I mean, I mean he, he won it. He, he won an MTV Movie and TV Award for Best Kiss. Oh, freaking ridiculous! <laughs> it's coming. I feel it. Yeah, I feel it. He's on a train. He's on a trajectory for that because you know what happens after this one? Tarantino. Oh, really? Or Scorsese. Yeah, one of them but, are going to go after Edward. But the Ed. the narrative, kind of like as far as like the movies, the hits, the characters they've played, Ben Affleck. When did he play a t- like a teeny bopper movie? Like twi- I mean, in the roles that he plays as a young actor, okay, like, like he was Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, he was kind of very well received. Um, and then I mean, they play they both like the steady okay, incline. the The ceiling is obviously much higher. Although I do love Ben Affleck. I love Ben. Affleck, I love man. He's ben actually Affleck. due a resurgence. He is like he's due. He's due. Let J Lo have her shine for yeah. a minute. So give me more. Give so, me more Affleck. Anyways, so that that's the end of the trailer breakdown. I'm excited for him. There's a lot of good stuff coming out. Um. It's going to be next year just as good. I'm very excited for these movies. Uh, so now we actually got some news news. That was our trailer roundup. Uh, let's talk about The Glass Onion. It had a very brief, which is the Knives Out sequel, had a very brief run in theaters. Huge. Numbers considering for like just like a maybe one week, if not even like a half weekend or like a half yeah. week span. And to the point where are upset with Netflix for not letting it run longer. Like, hey, you left so much money on the table. We will pay you or work some out agreement where they can you know run it longer. So Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell had a very like two day show in a theater. Uh, Will Smith's Emancipation had a weekend showing. Glass Onion yeah. had a week or a weekend showing. Should streamers be making these deals for like a weekend case by case basis? Uh, I think, I think in in the case of the Glass Onion, um, it was a mistake. It was kind of the first of its kind, really. And you know, it was very much like Ryan Johnson like saying, "I'm only doing this for you guys if we do a movie release." And Netflix right. kind of caved and it's not a bad idea uh to be exclusively streaming to mostly. be exclusively streaming yeah i don't think the window is long, is big enough though well how, how do you how do you acquiesce to that because it's high million dollars to own the franchise now and then not to put it straight on my streamer yeah i think overall it comes down to the type of movie that you're mm-hmm. that you're using this the release windows of um like Wakanda Forever, say like Disney kind mm-hmm. of follows suits and it's like we're we're gonna keep everything streamer exclusive. And we're imagining how many times people are going to do rewatches to get that experience. Probably not. Wrong. I've seen some people go see Wakanda Forever four or five times. Already. Yeah, exactly. Even though you know the moment, I mean, probably in Marvel movie, it's gonna be on Disney Plus soon after. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I don't know. I think overall, I was trying to figure out exactly how much. So, um, that's in a very brief period of time uh, right very brief yeah the the estimated amount that they left um well it was a lot i cannot find the actual amount but i mean like like you were talking about wakanda forever it's been out since thanksgiving i guess or before no thanksgiving. way wakanda so, forever's only made 64 million dollars at the time of, of at the time of this article i'm pretty sure i saw that worldwide it's like it Hollywood reporter basically says it could have grossed 40 to million, 40 million to 50 million at the Thanksgiving uh, box office if of these limited I see what you know you're theater I see releases what you're okay that makes more sense like yeah. tell me what Conda Forever's only made 62 million dollars so far no, sure no but for like a box office release window okay. streamers to get like these blockbuster movies yeah. though because I really enjoyed this year after going I've, this year since the pandemic. I mean, the pandemic's still a thing and all, but like this year, I love that. Yeah. Love that experience. So I would like Glass Onion and things like that to be in theaters longer. Uh, 
So I, I get it. I get why they're doing it. But at the whole, at the same time, I wish they could do like a, hey, time to go see it. Then it's, or do them both at the same time. Launch them at the same time. And see, I don't know. If Let them cannibalize each other because they paid for it anyway. Let them get extra bonus money. I don't care. Half of this. <laughs> anyway, all right, moving on. Uh, Antonio Banderas. Who's uh, he? Who, I'm joking. I'm joking. It's just been a minute. It's been a minute, hey, man. A futuristic movie with Antonio Banderas you should watch. Yeah. Uh, set in the future. It's I really love Spy good. Kids. Oh, gosh. Spy Kids is great. <laughs> um, I'd like my, one of my first big crushes yeah. was uh, Alexis Bledel. Uh, uh, no, Alexis Bledel. No, that's the girl from Gossip Girl. I, I don't know. Girl. Alexa Vega. I think that's her name. Okay. That's the girl's name. Anyway, uh, Spy Kids is great. Antonio Burrow. Have you seen any of those movies? With like uh, Catherine Zeta. It's been Jones. a long time. It, it was the type of movies that my dad would always. Want. My dad's like a big action movie. Went over to his house the other day, and he had like Bullet Train on just oh, yeah. in the background. Uh, not for my yeah. cup of tea, really. Um, but I do think it's interesting. Tom Holland is slowly starting to get the same kind of shtick that cream. Careful, yeah. careful. Tom Holland fans are. Crazy. I like Tom Holland. I, I like him too. I, and he does more. Uh, you know, I think of the devil, the devil all the time on Netflix. Yeah, Cherry. Totally. Uh, uh, Ultimately, he's also the blockbuster kid, too. Um, yep. Anyway, so Mask of Zorro, Antonio Banderas says, how? Why? I don't. You know? How do you even get prompt that? Part of me feels like Antonio Banderas has t- is not invested into movies like other people. Yeah, Possibly. like and other. they just came <laughs> off to an Uncharted together. Well, that, okay, so this makes more sense now. Well, still, it's, that came out almost a year ago now. Yeah, so it's I, not like I fresh. They're it. not still doing it. It came tour- out this year. Early in the year. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're not doing press release for it, so it feels like a weird choice, especially in like this culture where like you want it just feels like recency bias. Well, that you want your representation matters. Yeah, like Antonio Banderas being Hispanic. Yeah, it feels it feels, it feels like a like. I mean, good for him. He thinks Tom Hawk. Who cares? I don't care what people's opinions are. Like, wow, you want Tom Hawk to Holland to play an Hispanic character? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I only want Tom Holland wearing one mask, and that's a Spider Man mask. I thought you were gonna say only underwear. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about a boner. All right, so we got some new James Bond news today. Uh, I said, I don't want to be a woman. I'm not trying to be sexist, but, you know, make it 005 and make it be a woman if you're going to do that, right? Yeah. But um, it's a man, and they want it to be a younger man, which ruled out Idris Elba. No, I just thought he he was too old. He is too old. And honestly, his voice is grating. Have you even in his a- normal accent? Yeah, Peter Selva would have been a great choice for me. He guys, he's got the swagger. The I mean, Marshall yeah. Ali would have been another good one. Yeah, um, and I know he was short. No, that, that, that too. That, that, that was. But I still would have had white. Sounds like white is the color of the day. And uh, Sesame Street was not. I'm not saying I don't mean that in a bad one. I'm just saying. Uh, so the rumors were. Taron Egerton no, was on a I love Tom Hardy. I want him to be Wolverine. Not as Bond. That's what I want. But he can't, I guess, now no, since Tom, Sony and them are Tom Holland. Like, or, Tom not, Holland. Not, Jesus. Yeah. Tom. Like great multi arc one. Yes. Not just a one off movie. But one. The, it's. it's it, it, anyway, it doesn't matter. Aaron Taylor Johnson apparently is our man. Dude. And you have like a hard on for this boy. I, I mean, it's recent. Like, man. <laughs> We're recording at night, Tom. And man, I say weirder things at night. Yeah. Uh, like, like mostly focused territory. So. Like I said earlier, because you've been talking about it, I enjoyed it, dude. It was great. Um, some great cameos. Uh, you can tell they filmed these. Channing back Tatum to, was great. They, you can tell they filmed these back to back with the Lost City. They sure did. Uh, anything for a little bit of money. How Brad Pitt ended up in that movie. Yeah. So, so I not, uh, Lost City, obviously not Bullet Train. Yes. No. Uh, he, he's he's a big part of the Bullet. Right 
after Bullet Train. They get in the car and they go. Yeah, then he's got to go lost. save them right after. Yeah, and that's then he dies. That makes sense. Wow, Did you spoil that. Okay, it's been a year. On. Spoil movies for me. Wait, you're over here talking about Lost City. I assumed you've seen I, Lost City. No. Sorry. That's all. It's all right. It's <laughs> fine. Anyways, I enjoyed the movie. Um, my main takeaway from it um, was, you know, there's this these two assassin twins. Uh, yeah, it, not even HBO. Just a good. Give me a good just backstory. Give me those. a good spinoff miniseries of like these. Like I want to see what guys. happened in Bagatar or whatever they were. Uh, I kept wondering, like, where have I seen this guy that played uh, Tangerine? Um, oh, he's Quicksilver. Really? He's Dang. Wanda's brother. Okay, he's maybe, also, it's, he's, maybe it's because in, 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 uh, when he's playing Quicksilver, he, I always thought he looked kind of like coked out or whatever. Kind of. Like, he also plays. No. Well, he is kick ass. That's right. who he is. Either way, I was like, where have I seen this guy in? Turns out I've seen him in Marvel movie. Didn't realize that. Mm. But in the context of the character, he was. I've, I've seen him in a Guy Ritchie movie or something like that. Yeah, before. he wasn't. He wasn't. He's amazing. He's Aaron, great. I think he'd be a great James Bond. Yeah, Aaron Taylor. Aaron Taylor Johnson. No, great. Not Aaron Taylor Joy Johnson. I'm just saying. Taron Egerton. Um, yeah. But Aaron Taylor Johnson actually, I think, is a better choice. Shockingly enough, I think he's a. Uh, he's up and coming. Well, I'm different tonal James Bond. Yeah. Too. I I, I think so. Um, so I'm excited for it. I think it's a good one. Tom Hiddleston would have been a good James Bond too. He's a yeah. little older too, but I think yep. he would have been a good one. Um, <clears throat> so let's go to uh, awards. What no, are you what added you, that? You what? You added that? Nah. <laughs> did I really? <laughs> yeah, you did. I thought I was talking about Tar. <laughs> I an article today that a lot of the um, they actually singled them out. The older white voters on the Oscar panel, yeah. are watching Triple R for the first time and are like rocked by it like oh my god yeah okay i don't know how you say his name but yeah. he does it from next next best picture and he's a huge letterbox supporter too yeah um anyway he um i think it was actually one of his uh to the point where it was kind of a long shot of having any sort of presence at the oscar but now it's actually getting some, yeah. like could actually be a contender uh i get best foreign picture it shouldn't it might because of the hype all quite on the western front there's no to me that movie is just perfection yeah but it's been done maybe in Bollywood, but um, not, not over here. But what, what what do you think? You and I both seen Triple R. It's an experience to say the least. I think I gave it four four. And, I think I gave it four and a half stars. Like yeah, four and a half. It's, just enjoy it. Uh, yeah, it, it's one of those. It's extremely long. It's like a three and a half. Just movie. shy of four hours. Um, and so buckle up. Um, it is an adrenaline ride. In, adrenaline inducing. Like part of that movie for me is the dance sequence. That 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 was the songs the songs were tasteful. I thought they weren't overdone, and I got I was sweaty watching them do it. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, uh, I think in my review I said if someone does a Zumba class or some dance, dance Oscars, what do you, like, what, what do you I, think? I would seen... love I would love not Best Picture because I honestly I, I just think there are better movies. Out I there. do too. Like I, I thought in Tar, we oh it is on here to talk about. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Uh, so yeah, I, ho- I hope Triple R wins something. I think, it, I think it's a great I think there's opportunity. I think there's opportunity for it to get some nominations some in different areas. Stuff for sure. Yep. I think uh, everywhere all at once. Yeah. Those are both some weirder movies. I think that don't normally get a lot of Oscar time. So I think those would be great. Yep. Uh, so lastly, uh, it's kind of something we're going to watch this movie. It was good. Yeah. It's kind of a little, not like a deep deep dive, but kind of a, you know, why we liked over. it, why we liked it, and why we think yeah you should watch it. So I went and saw watch violence with you. Think, so the thing about me is, I'm a very 
like, last second kind of guy. Yeah. Like it'll be, I'll be going like, hey, I'm going to go see the nine o'clock Valent Night. I'll call JP at eight. Hey, you want to go see right now? Like, yeah. So, you know, that's okay. I like going to the movie by myself. It's fine. Anyway, uh, Violent Night is, and I, on my review, I even broke my review format. I was like, so listen, best Christmas movies I've seen since I was a little kid. I had really? a just shit-eating green on, gr- grin on my face from beginning to end. It made me feel nostalgic. It made me feel full of Christmas wonder. And it shouldn't. Yeah. Because it's, you know, Santa Claus's lipples eyes and then plugging it Jeez. in and frying his brain. Uh, he put a grenade up a dude's butt and then exploded. <laughs> I mean, like, he gets his, like, Thor hammer called Skork Skull Crusher. The I feel like Walnut Crusher. No, because he, so fun fact is, David Harbour Santa Claus yeah. used to be, like, a super mean, brutal Viking back in the day. He finally came out and said that, uh, looks he believes like, in Santa? No, that I think they're going to do a sequel. Oh, Which sick. Was, so, and I said right. that, I mean, I, it, trust me, this seems like one of those ones that would be like a one-off. It's not. So anyway, it's amalgamation of Home Alone, yeah, Elf, the Santa Claus, and Die Hard. Specifically, baby, this is it. All right. Violent I'm, Night I'm is in. it. I'm it in. It is fantastic. I, I said in my review, if Christopher, Lumber, Christopher Columbus came off a week-long drug yeah. bender, this is the movie he would make. All right. It's still full hall. Uh, Violent Night is great. You should definitely go watch it. Uh, you should go see that in theaters, too. I recommend it. How many stars did uh, you give that? I gave it four. Nice. And I, honestly, I could have given it five. I can't. Because like five star is like <laughs> also a technically impressive movie, yeah. And I try not to just give my stars out just because I enjoyed it too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because uh, I did enjoy it, but in terms of the like, merit of a total film. Oh, one, uh, one more thing: the theater was almost sold out and it got a standing ovation. And one older lady, and I have no clue what this meant, but she yelled, "Tim Allen could never!" Also, the movie, and I just loved it. I actually feel like Tim Allen could probably. I've seen I've seen Jungle to Jungle. I mean, like, that, that is that right there. Tim Allen, big proponent of you know gun laws. And you're- Dude. So. Uh, yeah, so uh, <laughs> After Sun, Ooh, we both watched After Sun. I, I watched yeah. it, and I told you, you have to watch this movie. Yeah. I was 16 months old, Yeah, um, and, you know, I'm very close with my father. have a good relationship with my dad, and he, oh, spoiler alert, my dad was just on this basically podcast. died uh, a oh, year yeah. ago. Like He's good now. Um, so this movie, like, really hit home to me. Yeah. Uh, and it's a very unique movie now it's filmed. Uh, I loved After Sun at the same time. Uh, I'll let you lead on this. What were your thoughts on After Sun? So yeah, I unlike you, I'm not I'm not a father, but married and you know planning our lives and I always you you'll know, have a kid when you least expect it. Yeah, though. yeah, <laughs> so. I, I know. And but we're always I'm I'm very self reflecting in 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 my life. Uh, this movie Finn was just like you will never be ready. I know. Um, it is. I don't. I don't. Do we want to do spoilers? I mean, light spoilers. I light guess. spoilers. Yeah. So I. So yeah. If, if fifteen minutes, maybe. <laughs> maybe screw, like five, yeah. five minutes. Uh, anyways, I I love this movie. Um, I thought how like you said how it was shot was was beautiful. So a uh, little bit of backstory. Um, it's about these uh vacations that a father and a daughter would take, and mm-hmm. it's basically. Um, a daughter's and that's the fun, uh, that's the thing. It's actually like a, a whimsical, like what she wished happened. And yeah. as the movie unwinds, you realize you kind of see she kind of imposed some of those opinion because I, I don't think it's distorted as people want to think. I uh-huh. just think it's the childlike ignorance that we have yeah. growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I know, um, Camel. I think was the the dad's name. I like I know camels in my life. Camel. Camel. It's C A M U L. 
I think was Callum. Callum. Uh, they got really strong accents, man. It's hard to read. I'm yeah, just I know. When I first started watching, I was like, "Am I going to use subtitles?" Then I settled in. Oh, I, Banshees of Inisherin. Sub, subtitles all. Oh, I didn't. I didn't have. Subtitles. Yeah, it, it's just hard though because I know Callum's. I have Callum's in my life. Yeah. And uh, to me, it just felt like this was a man that had some form of manic depression. Yeah, for sure. Father, um, with those uh, demons that we kind of fight with, and uh, overall just not feeling like enough and. There at the end when the movie finished, I was. Oh man, yeah. So the that, before the air, before he drops her off, the under pressure, like we talked about it both. I'll never ever no. associate. Now every time I hear Queens under pressure, and it's been a thousand movies, and it was After Sun. Yeah, now that was Bowie's. Oh, was it? Un- I knew it didn't fully sound like Queens. Yeah, but so I, yeah, uh, we're not gonna go into music, but anyways, I think it was David Bowie's because the way. Anyways, under pressure in general, though, I will now associate it. That with. verse, like it, it encapsulates that movie. I don't like it whenever movies kind of was just stroke of the pen. It was just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, Caitlin, uh, did she watch it with you? She did not watch it with me. I was working on some stuff on my laptop, and mm-hmm. I had it playing on my laptop as laptop down. I went to the bathroom, and I locked the door, and I sat there and I cried. Are <laughs> <laughs> you serious? I'm dead serious, dude. I, didn't I can't cry. even. I had one I, solitary tear. I cannot drop down my earbud. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> Dang, dude, it was heavy. <laughs> dude, yeah, I don't that know movie why. Wrecked me like the whole time. I was just in there, go like, I love my daughter and I love my dad. Like I, but, yeah. You know, if I, I could have allowed myself it, to cry, I think it, it just it it felt very real for me. And the way so. they tied in like the three different like in my review, like, the majority of the movies home footage, like yeah. uh, like a like a '90s video camera recorder style. I mean, not style. Literally, is what how it's filmed. Yeah. And then you have like the daughter, the where her father is, kind of yeah. like the reality, well, and, and and also kind of like where she sees herself in life, right? And then the apartment scene is where she actually yes. is, like the it's a directorial debut. Yeah, Charlotte Wells' first ever full length film. Like she's a bright future. Yeah, I'm excited about. It. But after Sun, grab the tissues. But you know what everybody's saying? All of my school has cheeks, dude. They can clap because <laughs> he's naked on the bed yes. that one time passed out. And I was like, I thought so too. It's like he's got those cakes are stout. <laughs> cake so anyways that's it was a four and a half for me like yeah, four it and was... a half for me too uh this would also goes like where's my five because that could have been a five. Oh, dude it hit all the right things I, for me tar. The freaking tar man kate so i'm gonna go go ahead and say one spoiler here i'm just gonna get out of the way i didn't catch this my first watch through you know in really? our house so you've watched this watch i don't want to read spoilers yes stuff. um so my first you know when you're watching the movie tar lydia mm-hmm. her house something's always out of place yeah. And she always feels like somebody's yeah. there. You saw it in the first watch through? I did. So. I didn't. I missed it. Yes. It's the girl. Yes. Who, spoiler alert, kills herself. Yes. She's there in the house every time. Well, not until after on whenever this, the assistant gives the keys back and, and everything. Like, I, I think it happens one more time after that, but I could. I, you're, you're led to believe that this, this person is, is there watching, um, which I was confused in the very beginning because the first girl that she kind of interacts with after the. After the interview, they, so I know. So it it took me a little bit to realize that that was that was the case. But yeah, you want to talk about a movie that I I feel like movies, you, um, just to name a few recently, mm-hmm. but it it they play into so much that's happening socially, and this feels like another like big thing. Very much the big thing can to me. I, I didn't think I was gonna like it going into that for that fact alone. Mm-hmm. I did too. So I, those ones were like I kind of wanted to hate it. But I did, dude, but it's, Kate Lee, like, mom, dude, it is. If she doesn't win Best Actress, it's a stacked year this year. Okay. Yeah. Michelle Yao, Yao, Yo, whatever it's we try to go. 
uh, from everything, everything, everywhere, all at once is a much better yes. film than Tar. But Tar, the movie itself, I was trying to decide if Abby would like it. I think she'd be bored to tears. Yeah. But you don't watch single best acting performances I've ever seen. It's monologuing, a monologuing, a monologuing. It's amazing. It's just... It is beautiful. It is excellent. It's dark. It is grim. It is explosive. Yeah. Like, heard, oh my gosh. Like, I, I was, I was all in after that. I. It, it just. It, it felt and very. Her hitting, oh man, her is offensive. Like, I, it pisses me off so bad. Like, so when he got decked and that hair went down, I was like, yes. <laughs> Yeah, this is fantastic. There, there's so much to talk about this movie. I wish I could. Uh, yeah, before like definitely. probably in January, before not when we kind of know where the field is. Yeah. Um. But no. Uh, if I you have if you have a way to watch Tar, watch it for it's Kate on Blanchett VOD. alone. You yeah. can you can rent it. Um. Best picture nods. Because uh, yeah. we're talking about Oscar potential on here. Will it win? Probably not. But Kate Blanchett, I don't see who beats her as lead actress. I just don't see. I don't see how that happens either. Yeah. Um. Uh, so I. It's a great movie. I think you should watch it. Uh, to wrap up here, and I won't spend a bunch of time um, on the last one, but let's talk about Skin and Rink for a second. This was a film existed. A horror movie at that. Yeah. Um, and apparently it's like got famous on TikTok or whatever. It's yeah. how it got famous, right? I watched it. Mended it. Solely so you could tell me. movies I've ever seen. <laughs> so, and also, it's... I, it feels like something I, t- I was telling him when I said it. Yeah. It feels like a kind of like a snuff film, something that it's forbidden and cursed. Like I shouldn't have watched it. Like me watching it opened up Pandora's box. You know what I mean? Review. I said this movie will be as scary as you are creative because it's all liminal spaces. It's all yeah. looking into darkness with things happening in the back. So just a little synopsis of the movie here. Um, the whole film is like filmed from like a kids, like a little the kid. They don't say how old they are, but I'm assuming they're like three and six or seven really the three three ish year old and the girl named kaylee she's probably six seven years old um give or take in that ballpark and they're saying with their dad something bad's happened with the mom they're estranged to crap here is the dad's on the phone saying you know kevin fell down the stairs cut his head real bad uh kaylee said he was sleepwalking had to get some stitches Hmm. the house like the door like the outside leave the house door like the bedroom doors are still there but all the windows everything else is gone uh, they can't find the dad anywhere. They're freaking out about it. The phone lines don't work. Cartoons now, like these 30s cartoons are playing the whole time. And things script progressively weirder. You hear things shuffling around. You hear things moving. Things are now randomly showing up on the wall when they wake up from a nap. Flashlight um, on or a nightlight on, and everything's facing a wall, a ceiling, or just looking into darkness or a TV with cartoons on. Nope. So if you're looking, if you're going to sleep and you see coat racks and you think it's a person, or if you hear a creak in the middle of the night, you think there's an intruder in the house, or if you're outside walking your dog or taking the trash out, you just feel like someone's looking at you from the books. That's why I'm not watching. Everything's so quiet and distorted because there is like a malevolent. Once you believe in malevolent yeah. force in here, because you'll hear it. I'm talking. The whispers are so quiet. Even like, you nope. see, you might not nope. even hear. It. Nope. I'm over here saying, put the knife in your eye. I don't know if you can hear it or not. But anyway, like there's some dark stuff in here. But I think the really there's some breadcrumbs that trail this film here, but I think it's deeper than that. I think maybe this kid is having some like trauma and night terrors, or he's dead already, yeah. and the mom was an abuse. But some people are giving it like one star, and I get it. I get it. It is valid. It's some not people for think everybody. It's boring, amateur, well, overly ambiguous. So it, I get it. Yeah, it's brilliant use of fifteen grand. Like it, exactly. Fantastic. So good for them. It worked for me. But if you're not create, and I don't mean that as an insult, but if you're not like creative or like well, it's I mean, not... kind of get experimental the most more yeah. than anything. It, it's a sandbox for all mm-hmm. that. 
So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, more power to him. Skinner Marine's great. Uh, awesome. Lastly, and I won't spend too much time on this, um, a wounded fawn. Serial killer genre on its head. What? And uh, Sarah Lind, one of the actresses, getting great performance here. It was a good movie. Good. Really good, actually. Uh, long story short, it's about this art dealer guy um, who ends up being a serial killer. Um, and he doesn't mean to, but he like is attracted to the thing. Shows up in a red room in a door, and he sees it. Then he has the impulse to kill. Okay. And he's like a sacrifice to this Kinda god. Kind of like Eyes Wide Shut Kinda. with uh, Danny Darko mm-hmm. vibes? Dan- yeah, Don- Donnie Darko, Darko. Yeah, very much. Similar. Red Eye or earlier this year like yeah. or, it was Cillian Murphy and Rachel McAdams, like a serial killer, yeah. cat and mouse thriller. Uh, but the whole movie totally is kind of like uh, Sebastian. Really good. This is a poor man's version of that gotcha. with Greek mythology thrown in. Anyway, the act one is really good. It's like that. Then act two and three just delve into total just what the planned okay <laughs> and normal catering to me that's my niche yep uh but honestly it felt unwarranted unmerited and rushed so overall i gave it three stars could have been a rewatch with people i think i think that's okay. a movie you sit down with some friends and yeah. watch after a couple of beers it's like wow this is crazy yeah but the end scene uh the end where as it rolls to credits gives me some pearl vibes did you watch pearl i know but if it's got any potential for did a you watch stare? x no you gotta watch the T West trilogy now. Max I've heard. Soon. I've heard. What was his name? Uh, he he was really good as the lead actor. Anyway, gotcha. uh, you could do worse. One first things to watch than a wounded fawn. You can also find a lot better things. Yeah. Than a wounded fawn. Anyway, that's what we watched this week. Besides, Return of the Jedi. JP sent it to me. I thought this man had sat here and typed up a whole visual synopsis. Nah, man. Of Return of the Jedi. And I, I do like, not. Type- you know, me and JP were talking earlier, like, these these podcasts are long. Yeah. And it's funny because it mostly focused. Which I ramble on that. But me, uh, so anyway, Return of the Jedi is going to give a quick recap, kind of going through what the movie was, all right? As Darth Vader and the Imperial Stormtroops discuss the new incomplete I, space, I the Death Star, and prepare to welcome Vader's master, Emperor Palpatine, the young Jedi, Luke Skywalker, leads his friends to enter Jabba's palace. Carbonite! Though C-3PO and R2-D2 have the worst luck when Jabba forces them to work as slaves. As night falls, Leia sneaks in. Skywalker himself tries to get Jabba to free his friends, but is instead forced to face a run However, the little Jedi slays this beast only for with a sentence of being dropped into the Sarlacc pit to be digested over 1,000 years. That's part one. <laughs> First act of... So we're trying a new format, so I'm just throwing... I'm really throwing a curveball at JP no, right I'm, here. No, I'm right ready now. for it. Let's just discuss right. it, man. So, the opening of Return of the Jedi for me, in like the cheesiest campy ways. Yeah. First of all, Jabba's palace is very is a very elaborate nine of cast of characters is teeming with life. It's it's a wretched place of villain and scummer scummery. You yeah, know? It, it's the um the two mm-hmm. um while at the same time it I I feel like you you were only ever in that one room though because of the pit like it, it's yeah, I mean, all they do it's drop all you still down. I mean. The set pieces in all these movies are always the characters that are in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you could tell. I, I said in my review this this movie had like a fourteen million dollar increase in budget. Yeah, um, more grandiose. Like it's just more. Yeah, it's more lifelike. And I'm talking about Jabba. Yeah, like this is. I mean, sure he was post added into. Um, uh, but this the special was who he is yes. in A New Hope. If you only grew up with special editions, but for most people, Jabba. This was your first look at Jabba. 
and correct the juice green There's, white yeah. different colors sliding down his man has to stay lubricated why i mean if not he can you imagine that's... how does buffet there's two little dramas we remember? should ask heidi klum she should know she's a jobite we discussed <laughs> that <laughs> you know uh but no i i really i really actually like the opening yeah uh which is nice but in my review i also said this about him how boba fett ever got the cult following he does I, exactly he's a total putz exactly like he's <laughs> and honestly with what we were seeing he's cool now yeah but i don't especially get it. especially now knowing if you've seen that movie picks up right whenever you see him <laughs> yeah and he's like such an idiot yeah. like he sucks know, man. back backing up though because I, the Dude, the the I don't know what you call it, like the bay or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whenever they come in, you see all that the giant door. Dude, mm-hmm. to these set pieces, um, I th- I think overall, um, like you you want to see more and more of behind the curtain, really, of what makes. Um, I always I think I made a comment about um, last time when we were talking about keeping a body count for uh, Chewy. Not a uh, sexual body. Count. No, not a sexual body. Getting into those cookies. But Darth Vader, though. Like the running theme in, you know, I, I, I would probably equate, you know, Darth Vader working for Darth Vader, like working for you. Uh, <laughs> Damn. Wow. I mean, I've never worked for you. I, I mean, there might be some people that could could speak up on this. But, you know, you, you, you know, you do wrong by Darth Vader, man. Like it's going to end with a very unpleasant. Like you're force just choke. done. Like you're done. You do like, yeah. Huh. I mean, but if you want to climb up, you know, the ladder. You know, you gotta make Darth Vader happy. Yeah, you gotta, or just hope that the person that's above you you does bad. Lightsaber. Hey, you're gonna be live on this podcast, okay? You're gonna be live. You're live on the podcast right now, okay? Okay. I'm pulling a Lynn McCorder (laughs) on you. JP just said that he envisions working for me like working for Darth Vader. (laughs) (laughs) You worked for me. How accurate is that? Never me, so. Yeah, but did you ever do him wrong? Yeah. Did ever do me wrong? No, 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 he's asking if I ever did you wrong, or yeah, if you ever did me wrong. I don't think so. I don't know. There was that food safety. <laughs> <effect>. <laughs> oh yeah, that was. <laughs> but I didn't force choke you, did I? No, no. See, the only choking I ever did to you was in an nope. intimate sexual manner. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but no, for real, I don't I don't think that's a good equation. JP's over here like, yeah, I, I can only imagine. I was watching this thinking like working for like Darth Vader is equivalent of working for you. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Excuse me? Yeah. yeah, that's a pretty far shot. See, okay, that's all I needed. Think, hey, just give me a quick non-spoiler. We're just going down, kind of breaking down Jabba's palace right now, the beginning of it. What, what's, your, what's your take on Return of the Jedi overall? Overall? Um, well, I mean, it's, it's decent. It's not the best out of the three. Um, man, you caught me off guard. That's the best kind. <laughs> yeah. How many How many erect lightsabers do you give this one? Um, out of five, I'm going to give it three and a half. Okay. Three and a half erect lightsabers. Okay. Thank you, Jerry. Love you, bud. You're love welcome. you, bud. Bye. Well, that was, that was pleasant. I love calling people on the spot. <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> on the spot. If, if it wasn't on, yeah. Anyway, all right. So... What were you saying? <laughs> I think I think overall, like setting up this movie, um, it does it does a really good job of carrying the momentum of um of 
uh, Empire Strikes Back. I always I always mess up these names, man. Know, it's so confusing sometimes. But um, so carrying the carrying the momentum of the mm-hmm. movie, it picks from, up right after Cloud City, which is great because you got no, you know, it doesn't. It picks yeah, it up. Does. A, it picks up a full year. Well, no, I I know what I'm saying, but it like logically makes sense. Like yes. going there right after, like it feels yes. like right after. And Solo is like perfectly displayed. Yes, right on the wall. Three PO and R two D two are there. Which how do people not know? I don't who know. they are at this Dude. point. Like how are they? They're like the perfect Trojan horse that everybody should know. But I don't know. Anyway, so Luke, let's, let's just get to where Luke gets there. All right. Yes. Um, and first of all, no one questions this bounty hunter Leia. Who's in this thing? Like that's, or the fact that Lando's a hired hand, like he's a prison guard for him now. He's infiltrated yeah. there. Yeah. Listen, a good plan takes time. I get it. I get it. I guess whatever. Luke shows up. Yeah. Uh, Mark Hamill's acting in this one. Yeah. Is the best of the three. I was, I was gonna ask. I, he also, I don't know if this makes a difference, but he he just looks older. He does. I feel like whenever he, he came like on he does in, in the, the, the post beginning, CGI of Mandalorian. Yeah, that too. <laughs> um, but. His acting is better. His here. It's up. still hammy. Yeah. And he's whiny. And I don't know how much of that's character, really, Mark Hamill. But um, yeah, he, he was at least okay here. But him getting dropped into the Rancor pit, we talked about the Rancors in that recap. Yep. I love that. It was, the whole yeah, scene's great. great, except for like Luke forgot how to fight. <laughs> like, he's well, sitting down it's, there. Like, it's part you, of the overall plan, though. I, he, he, was, he was throwing the fight, man. Was he? Yeah, I think overall the plan was whatever the it's coming up. But why? 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 Because because, because I the he over has to be too. Because I mean, I get it for story sake. It was but like it was the only way to overall get rid of this this like threat that is Jabba's whole crew. But because he doesn't kill, <sighs> maybe I don't because know. Because he could have just. It's like he for, he didn't have any force powers down in the pit. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. A lot of a lot of this movie, like it's from here hole. on, from here on till about Endor, like it's it's not the best for me. So anyways. yeah, like Return of the Jedi, I realized I, I gave it still four and a half stars. Yeah, because it's it's probably the most exciting of the three. Um, it's not five stars. It's only five star to the original saga. I didn't give yeah five stars to. Um, it looks great. It's fun. It's exciting and all, but it could be also called Return of the Plot Hole. Because this movie has a metric ton of them. Well, that's because Lucas is back. Yeah, Lucas was know. was uh, you know uh, so the director of of, of Empire Strikes Back. Irving Yeah, he he got his fill and was like, you know what, I'm good. I'm I made done. The best I'm out. Movies yeah, ever made. I'm out. I'm out. Uh, so we didn't talk about Leia's bikini either. <sighs> we don't need to, man. No, I'm not. I'm saying it's iconic. Yeah, that's an iconic moment. Um. That George Lucas insisted yeah, <laughs> be in the movie. Exactly. So uh, that's just the thing. I just wanted to mention it. Uh, and the whole Jabba thing, like he obviously has a lusty thing because he well, has like a green Ahsoka. Yeah. So that has to do with, uh, I think in like the Clone Wars uh, storylines and everything, they kind of have uh, like these, they're like Jabba's, I guess, siblings or whatever. And there's like seven, I think, and I think overall they're supposed to represent the seven deadly sins. So there are different meanings really? for yeah. There, dude, the lore in this stuff is deep. That's um, one of the best things about Star Wars is just the branching lore that came from. Yeah. It. So, anyways, but, all right. So, you ready for the next yeah, next breakdown? All right. When attempts to pacefully get jobs <laughs> it worse somehow than the first go round, <laughs> immediately it's like, wow, I got level set that. <clears throat> 
When attempts to peacefully get Joppa to let them go, Luke evades his death and summons his new green lightsaber to free himself and his friends. Jabba and his forces scuffle with Luke and company, during which Han accidentally sends former captor and bounty hunter Boba Fett flying uncontrollably while trying to help his old friend Lando Calrissian. As the bounty hunter crashes and tumbles into the Sarlacc's mouth, Leia uses her chains to choke Jabba to death. (laughs) Luke aims the guns on Jabba's ships to the ship itself, destroying it and flying off with his friends. The rescue mission is completed. Han leads his friends back to regroup with armed forces of the Rebel Alliance, but Luke splits off to return to Dagobah, the planet where he was trained under the old Jedi Master Yoda. Alas, the little green force world in Alien's life is now fading fast. Yoda confirms with the young Jedi that Vader is indeed his father, telling him to confront the Sith Lord. As he reveals, there is another. He closes his eyes and passes on, his body fading away as the old master becomes one with the Force. The Force ghost of Obi-Wan Kenobi clarifies to Luke that his father was once a Jedi named Anakin Skywalker, and he, was, and he has a sister, Leia, who was separated from him for protection, advising the lad to fight his father to complete his training. It even has the word lad in here, yeah. which lends to the accent. Yeah. So, a lot to unpack there. Luke goes back to Dagobah. Uh, you know, Han can see now. He's good. He got his vision back. All Jabba's people die. We, including the um, pop stars that are added in the special edition Cantina band. Dude, uh, that, that is the worst. The worst. It's the, the worst. worst. We don't even get to see him die. Which is, that would be even better if you got to see the mouthy guy that looks like yeah. the honeycomb mascot from back in the day die. Uh, he does. Anyway, so Luke separates to go back to Dagobah and uh, go see Yoda again. Uh, Yoda's dying. Yoda had a glow up, though, I feel like. He looks he looks better. Except but for also eyes. dying. His <laughs> eyes are not good. Did you notice? They're crossed the whole time. Yeah. It like it's kind of reminds me of Moana uh, Tamatoa. Just pick an eye, any eye, honey. Yeah, I can't yeah. look at which one. His eyes are crossed the whole time, which drove me up a wall. But yeah, Yoda looks good uh, despite his deathbed. I actually don't love this venture to Dagobah. Well, I get that it needed to happen in a way, uh, but to me, it just and it granted having hindsight. Yeah, it just makes Yoda and the Force and everything just seem so cheap. And well, let's let's back up. Let's back up to the Obi Wan Force Ghost, which was before him saying he dies. Right? No, it was after. It was okay, after. so yeah. we will stay. With stay Yoda. where we are. Stay with yes. Yoda. Yeah. Um, I think overall he. Oh my gosh! Hang on, I'm not. I don't know if I can read all this. You got to. We got boom through it, man. We're good. We're doing good. You think I'm doing good? Yeah, you're doing great. Okay. I, I, was, just, man. I was just scrolling through. I was like. Oh man, there's more. I can just hear Abby going. Dude, we're already going. like halfway through this. It's all okay, good. Okay, I just want to make sure. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to like, you know, I feel like I'm also sounding like Steve Irwin, which is making <laughs> people sad. I thought people are on there going, Crocky, mate. I need to go kill a stingray. Listen, this was not discussed pre show, so, you know. What? This was, the accent? Yeah, this was game time decision. So, yeah, okay, anyways, sorry. back to it. I, I think overall, the Yoda piece of this whole thing is it's not meant to push the story along. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think um, we're meant to be totally invested in it. I think he's only dropped there. The only drop that we get is this idea of another Skywalker, which then leads us to the conversation with Obi-Wan. Did that not get mentioned at all in Empire Strikes Back? In Empire Strikes Back, the only thing we get is whenever he's leaving Dagobah, Obi-Wan's Force Ghost shows up, mm. and he's like, you know, he's not ready. 
whatever. And uh, Yoda's like basically says if he's not, there's still another. Okay, so I I, I thought when he said which, there's another, I thought like I thought we already established which we're this. led to we're led to think oh it's Leia hindsight we think it's Leia yeah. But personally, I think we still I still think it's Anakin. Yeah. Um. So anyways, Obi Wan shows up. Mm-hmm. I think I, justice for Qui Gon. I know. Dude, dude gets no beat, like... Nothing. Freaking Ben's showing up, taking full credit for the project, like, I did all this. They, they could have done a special edition post-ad. They could have. It's right but there. No, they're just like, F Liam Neeson. Anyways. He's got to go play Jesus, whatever. according to my dad. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know. Uh, so, I, I think otherwise, um, a lot of what happens here, I feel like... At least it's shorter. The first Dagobah scene, but it's, it's, it feels exactly so the same as as I Dagobah. Know. I I enjoyed the other Dagobah scenes. I thought it was a little long. The I cave, thought, like no, there are some great moments in Empire's cave, like Dagobah. But this one, I, I liked that it was shorter. I liked that it was yeah. timely, but I also felt like, oh, it just to me, it diminishes Yoda. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't know. So that, yeah. that, that's just a qualm with here. And I, one of my biggest issues with it, because I'm not sure, you know, we're doing the format a little different than last week. One of my biggest issues, actually, with Return of the Jedi is the pacing of the story. Yes. It's the all pacing, over the place, The man. pacing for this one is the like, worst. They sit and linger on some parts, like, I, for all of its fo- joy, it's indoor. Lucas. Dude, like, what? We're Look. on indoor for the weirdest amount of time, for the long, for, like, not even, like, fun stretches. Yeah, it's weird. Jabba's palace was actually a little overlong. Yep, Dagobah was the shortest scene in probably the whole movie, wow. and it could, could have expanded. Let's move on with the story. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, I, I think overall, I I think it feels like a recap of what Luke went through last time yeah. he was at Dagobah. Yeah, Dagobah. It's just a re- retreading. And there was saying goodbye like to Yoda. obviously in the year of the year of time that takes place, like he's become a master. He shows up to Yoda basically to be told, "There's nothing I can teach you," mm-hmm. and so it's like, what the heck is the point? Right. Um. At some point, he's made his own saber. Mm-hmm. So, which where did he get the crystal? I, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Where did he get that kyber crystal? I I think there's other. I don't know all the lore, so there's other theories and stuff for that. But I think overall, because when does Jedi Fallen Order the video game take place? I I don't know, man. I, I that's that's out of my range. I think overall, though, this this could have been an email. <laughs> an email. <laughs> could have been an email. Oh, you're talking like a force yeah. email, like yeah. a communication email. Yeah. Uh, don't call that man again. I gotta ask him. No. He'll know. He'll know the time. It's probably this is why we need Garrett on the podcast. Hey, listen. In Return of the Jedi, we're talking about how Luke gets a Kyber crystal to make his green Jedi or his green lightsaber, right? Okay. When yeah. does how how would he have gotten that Kyber crystal? Uh, well, theory is he went back to Obi Wan's like hut, his house. Okay. And he was you know rummaging through there. He found Qui Gon's. Kyber yeah. to build his own lightsaber because you know his hand got cut off in Return of the Jedi. Right. So my question, I was actually what made me think about calling you was, where does Jedi Fallen Order take timeline to Return of the Jedi? Jedi Fallen Order, it takes place like um, it's like bef- way before Return of the Jedi, right? No, it takes place. Yeah, yeah, it takes place before Return of the Jedi. It's supposed to be taking place about five years before Obi Wan Kenobi. Okay, so Cal Kestis is going to be older at this point if he was in it anyway. Yeah, if he was, if he was in it. The reason I'm JC, I was chasing this rabbit, JP, is I was thinking because if I couldn't remember where Fallen Order took place, I was like, well, there's Kyber crystals in Fallen yeah. Order, but never mind. Okay, thanks, Gary. You're welcome. All right, bye. Uh, 
Anyway, yeah, so Dagobah wasn't over long. You got the, what you needed. Yoda yes. passed on. We find out his sister is Leia officially and that she is also Force-sensitive. And now Yoda is a Force ghost as well. Yeah. Boom. There we go. Alec Guinness is back again. Uh, so yay for us. All right. Uh, not much to linger on there. Uh, Han Solo and Noah have now gone to reunite with the rest of the Rebels on a base on Endor. Yeah. You ready? Let's do it. Reuniting with the Rebels near Solast. Luke and the Rebels land the Empire's building a second Death Star under supervision of the Emperor and Vader's master, Darth Sidious, who arrived earlier and planned to destroy it. As part of their plan, Han, Luke, and Leia will lead a team to disable the shield generator on the forest moon of Endor, but are found by Imperial troopers who are driven off by strange furry little creatures. Han's group encounter more of those creatures called Ewoks, who were initially hostile to them, but after Luke's intervention, the Ewoks gained their trust. Pause. Is it really Luke's intervention or C-3PO's intervention? I don't know. Because they look at C-3PO as the god. Now, granted, Luke's part him to go along Luke, with it. Yeah, well, yeah, and Luke. And Luke he Luke, raised Luke, him yeah. in the chair. Anyway. Yes. <clears throat> Luke, having told Leia everything about their family being the same bloodline as the father, Vader, turns himself into Vader to convince him to turn from the dark side of the Force. But the Sith sadly believes he is beyond redemption. (laughs) 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 Meanwhile, Han and his team are cornered by Imperial forces while trying to attack the shield generator. But the Ewoks ambush the stormtroopers before joining the rebels and overpowering them all. However, as the rebel fleet attempts to approach the ominous superweapon, they find the shield is still functional as the Imperial fleet corners them. Hmm. Let's break down those two paragraphs, okay? Uh... They're on indoor, all right? Mm-hmm. There's a second Death Star. Figured it out. Um, it's a trap. Well, it's not a second. It's just the same one. Well, but the second iteration. Yeah. So it's the second Death Star. The first sure. one blew up, so this is the second Death 2. Star. 2.0. Which two? Second Death Star. Sure. <laughs> anyway, so um, let's talk about indoor. Yeah. It's basically, you know, just a big forest. Big trees, California red trees. Uh, but the big thing about what's in this forest is they really just... Uh, Garrett just texted me and said, I'm going to lay down, heart, heart, I love you. <laughs> He's like, don't call I mean, me Don't again. call me. Again. Um, we get Ewoks, all right? I don't understand how these are divisive little things. Yeah. We get the speeder battle first, which that's an iconic scene. Uh, you know, in Garrett's notes that he was going to be on here, he said that he didn't actually think the speeder battle, or like where they're on the speeders racing through the force, held up that well. No. Um, it doesn't. It's very... It was going to be hard to, because they're... Traveling at hundreds of miles per hour. It's like the first time you, like, I don't know how early it was, but that's definitely green screen. Yeah. Like, I don't know how early green screen technology was, but it's painfully obvious. Yeah, I, I listened to something recently uh, where they're basically talking about how they basically shot, um, like, this fake... Like it's not even real trees in, in yeah. those those shots or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's I don't know, man. It's it looks bad. It doesn't. It was hold hard. Well. It was yeah. hard to do, but I don't think it was like a budget restriction thing. I just think the technology wasn't there. Right. It was good though. It was fine. I still like it. It's still exciting. Uh, but a little cheesy now. Holding up. I didn't actually like it as much as I remembered the, yeah. the scene. But anyway, but what I do like about it is you get Ewoks. <laughs> uh, they're these little four foot little teddy bears basically, yeah. and they're. Little jerks at first, little turds, but as time goes on, they end up. They love Luke. They love C three PO. They think C three PO is like this golden god that's fallen from the sky. Uh, but JP, let's talk yeah. about the. Let's talk about Endor and the Ewoks, uh, and the whole getting taken to the village, getting captured, and that whole story arc. Yes. What do you think about it? I personally, that was a little overlong. We spent a lot of time on Ewok Endor. 
I have some moral questions on uh, for Luke. Okay. Um, as a Jedi Master now, mm-hmm. a Jedi Knight, uh, suggesting that uh, CP3O or C3PO um, should uh, deceive this uh, clan of of you know indigenous people. Yeah. Uh, to you know basically. Fooled them into thinking he was a god. Well, he had, they had to do that to save Solo from being the mill, though. So they were about to spit roast. Oh, not I feel roast. like they the Jedi. I feel like the real Jedi way is kind of just like they you have know, to be weak-minded people. If, yeah, but I, at the same time, that's still manipulation, though. So I don't know. Oh, overall, it it was long. Um, but again, like we've kind of already said, this whole movie is kind of drawn out. It's 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 all like twenty minutes each scene, kind of too long. Uh, but I have no no issue with the concept of Ewoks, I thought, you know, it was an element that felt very true to, to what star Wars has been, uh, throughout the whole series. Mm-hmm. And overall, I think it, it really works. Yep. I really like it too. And I like, I think Han Solo. So I mentioned this in my review, he has the least amount of screen time in this film than either of the yeah. other two films, Way. um, which is actually, uh, not a good thing. Uh, no. and, and people could say he gets a little but, repetitive, but it missed his, this movie missed his charisma. And yeah. they, I feel like, what he was in, he was great in, but they tried to cram too much Han Solo in. It's like a constant, kind of like a, a lot of Marvel movies now. Yeah. It's like a joke after a joke after a joke, a quippy one-liner after a quippy one-liner. Uh, I I have to say, I mean, it's not his best. No. Uh, but I think he had the least to work with in this one, though. I, I, exactly, but I feel like... Um, I feel like he did not miss in it though. No, no, no. The execution was good. For, execution for was good. Who Han? Who Han is up until this point? We can yeah. get we'll get to it later. But I think um, his his the dialogue with him and Leia it's it's executed better. Um, and so yeah, we we can go on because I think there's some other stuff coming up that I think is worth more yeah. talking about. So long story short, they they do the celebration of the Ewoks. They you know whatever. Uh, love the Ewoks. That night, they're all celebrating. Luke kind of goes off on his own, as he typically does, because he's a pouty yeah. little guy. Emo boy. Emo boy all Luke. Black. Uh, he goes and tells Leia that, hey, you know, I love you. You're my sister. You know, you're all so sensitive to the Force. Yeah. And she's like, I've always known, Luke. I've always known. Uh, and he's like, well, why did you kiss me then? She goes, because you're hot. That's exactly <laughs> how that happened. I feel like I just sound like Eric Cartman just now. Uh, that's not really how it went down. But long story short, now they, they have their family, Wow Pal. She tells them that Vader's their father. Um, and he's there on the moon. Um, sorry, Abby just texted me. Make sure she told me to blow out a candle tonight. Oh, okay. I'm gonna go down there. Yeah, fair so we that. don't burn burn the house down. <laughs> uh, so now they now Leia knows Vader's her father as well. Yeah, and um, he's on the moon, and Luke's gonna go turn himself into him. So this happens. How how'd you feel about this exchange? Uh, it felt very. So um, in my review, I said Leia. Yeah. Specifically, Carrie Fisher, who's a great actress, uh, felt very much. She had a lot of screen time here, but I felt like she didn't do anything with it. I felt like, and it's not her fault. I felt like she was a plot crutch and an accelerator to a story, <sighs> and she didn't have time or dialogue yeah. to react to any of this. So all of these groundbreaking, like earth-shattering revelations Luke's over here telling them is so brushed under the rug. It goes back to the see, pacing for me. See, I, I thought it was just like, well, okay. So I, I think total opposite. And really? See, yeah, I thought this was because with like, the other with the other reveals, I feel like it's even more evident. But I, I did, I felt like the interaction with Luke and Leia at this point in Dagobah or Endor mm-hmm. was some of their best. Um, that's probably, obviously, it's 
different opinions, so yeah. which is great for a podcast. But um, I think but overall, I think it was bad. I just didn't think yeah, it was well, good I think, either. I think you look at Luke as a character to this point, like it's a, a maturation of of like mm-hmm. him growing up and everything. He still has his whiny phases and and all that stuff. Yeah. But um, you know, even even the outfit itself. Like, you know, from from the white in the very beginning, this immature boy to, you know, the cream past like neutrals in the second where Love he's, when Luke gets creamed. He's still I'm just gonna keep going, man. Just keep going. Um Jesus. <laughs> We're gonna stick to our normal recording time. Uh, but um so to, of still wrestling with all these different realities to the resolve in in the black of, yeah. of like who he is now, um, which will that that yeah I, I think overall it's too. it's 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 great yeah and and then and then Han which my main point was going to be why I think Han really um is I think you see just as much growth in Han mm-hmm. even with his little screen time because his exchange his exchange with Leia after Luke leaves was great 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 iconic it was great because he's like oh yeah okay. because you even get whenever Leia shows back up in uh, Tatooine mm-hmm. uh, you know he gives I love you and yeah. Leia gives that I know I know it's great it's and he does the it's the first time you actually see like almost a human side of Han Solo yeah because he's jealous yeah and he's like well, you, you you can tell him but you can't tell me we well, got think uh, the paranoid man the dude's been crying or he's been frozen for over a year. What's yeah. happened? He thinks they're having how some, much sister yeah. on brother action that they had so far. Yeah. You is don't it know. more Jethro and Ellie Mae or is it Shoot. like more Jethro and Ellie Mae from the reboot? <laughs> oh, I don't know these references. <laughs> Beverly Hillbillies? No. Oh man, okay. I'll my, okay, never mind. No. Uh, no we'll, do that. we'll do that interview. <laughs> Jamie Cersei. Oh gosh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's <laughs> not <laughs> anyway, so Luke goes to turn himself into Vader at the Death Star. Or uh, just ship or whatever, so he does this. And so, um, just to be clear, we're done with the accent now. No, that's just oh, where we're it still left recapping. Off. That's, that's where right. it left off. So, because I said, you know, Luke told Leia about everything. Um, I'm trying to think, he walks in their trust. Yeah. So, I read a lot there. So we talk about the we get into the fight scenes now. Yeah. Before I even got there, so. The Ewoks are creative little fellas. Yeah. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but this is where I think the movie actually really excels. Uh, it's fun. Like, this movie is fun. Uh, all the practical effects, like those battles, uh, you got the ATSTs out there, uh, just squadrons. It's the first time you get to see some scout troopers and stuff like that. You get some different yeah. iterations of stormtroopers. Um, and they're, like, way overpowered, yet this, like, guerrilla warfare, um, which I don't know when the Vietnam War happened. Yeah. But I think Ewoks are, like, a Vietnamese oh. characterization. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. It's like a whole different take now, huh? Yeah. Uh, move on. You know, guerrilla, guerrilla warfare. Guerrilla, yeah. E- Ewokians warfare. All but anyway, right. uh, the scene where the two logs smash it is great. Um, but what didn't work for me, though, was <laughs> when, like, Leia gets shot. I don't remember. They're trying to hotwire the gener- generator because yeah. R2-D2 gets fried. Han, Leia's like, he let me shoot. She kills a couple people, then she gets shot. And she has like this random, all of a sudden, super black CGI hole in yes. her arm, and like Han Solo's trying to care for it. I hated that. Yeah, it's just a random one-off thing. Uh, but the battle was good, and you get to see an Ewok die, and that wrecked me, man. Harder <laughs> than I thought. Like, what's shaking, going tickle tickle pop pop whatever. Like it's shaking. His name's Nanta. Yeah, actually, they call on the set they call him Corpsey. Okay, that's actually technically you want to go canon. 
That's All the right. only official canon corpsey because it's the corpse, the only one that dies All on right. camera. They call him corpsey. But in the extended universe, that's not canon anymore. His name was Nanta. Because right. uh, that, that's the words, if you actually listen to the Ewok, he's like, Nanta, 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 or whatever. But anyway, right. uh, you have anything to add about the battle? There's not really much to it. You can see Ewok no. drive a speeder. They hijack a ATST with Chewbacca. It's a great time to have yeah. the battle. Okay. Uh, but now we're getting to the good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, like I said, I love the battles on Indoor. They were fun. They were big. They were elaborate. They were beautiful. They were bright. But fun. Take me to the Death Star. Take me Star. to the Death Star. What's where we're going, baby? Oh, yeah. I'm going to take you to the Death Star. Have you seen Anchorman? No. <laughs> yes, I've seen Anchorman. <laughs> He's like, she's like, take me to Pleasure Town. He goes, oh, we're going. And he goes, what a glorious <laughs> rainbow. Do me on it. <laughs> you know, okay. Anyway. Back on the Death Star, Luke meets Darth Vader's <laughs> master, Emperor Palpatine, also known as Darth Sidious, who intends to turn Luke to the dark side and also reveals he has had already, wow, he had already prepared for the rebels' attack and was leading them to their death. It's a trap. With that, the Death Star's dreaded laser fires on the rebels in space. Luke ignites his lightsaber to attack Palpatine, but ends up engaging his father, with Palpatine urging the little boy to release his anger on his enemy. Who wrote this? I don't know. As Vader loses his right arm, Palpatine urges Luke to finish him off. But Luke casts away his weapon and declares himself a Jedi like his father before him. You want to do one more paragraph or leave it at that? Let's go for it. Finish it off. Finish off the last four paragraphs. Oh, four paragraphs? No, let's take a break. Uh, Oh, I mean, I could do one more, but it goes back to Endor. Yeah, do one more. Okay. Back on Indoor, Chewbacca destroyed the shield generator, leaving the Death Star exposed. Lando leads the rebel starfighters to shoot at the enemy ship's vital systems up close while a group of them head over into the Death Star's bowels, leading them to the main reactor. There is no punctuation. (laughs) As the rebels close in on the super weapons core, an infuriated Darth Sidious tortures Luke with force lightning, slowly increasing his intensity to fatal amounts. However, Darth Vader witnesses his son's torture before rising to betray his former Sith Master and throw him down a reactor shaft. However, this act of familiar love has left Vader mortally wounded. As his father's last request, Luke tearfully removes Vader's mask and watches his father now as the redeemed Jedi, Anakin Skywalker, pass away in his arms. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack. Let's start with the, uh, let's skip indoor. I'm actually, let's start with indoor because it's the shortest. Yeah. They disable the shield generators. Yeah. There we go. There we have it. And uh, when they come out, when they open the doors, after they get them open, there's a whole squadron of stormtroopers. They come out. They think they've won, but Chewbacca shows up in the ATST with a big thing of Ewoks. Shoots them down. Game over. Dang. Shields are down. Trap backfires. And now they can start taking out the Death Star. Yes. So, back to the fight, then, in the Death Star. Okay. Um, I think this, this scene is... Just as palpable as as uh, you know the original uh, Luke Darth Vader fight. Oh, it's better. Yeah, Vader throws his lightsaber. <laughs> That's true. That's Vader true. throws his lightsaber. I so I, the only reason I probably don't say it's better. It's better is the execution. It felt drawn out, like everything I, else it, in no, this good. movie. It okay. needed to feel drawn out because this was it. All right, this was it. And look at it in a snapshot. I think not in what we've got since. Like. You get like a basically I don't know the timing, I'm just gonna say yeah. what it felt. A fifteen minute it was it was duel. A good amount of time. I felt all. like there were different moments. I, I wanna say there was a cut back to indoor during this fight mm-hmm. where um you know it, it just it did because the pacing sucked. 
Yeah, exactly. So maybe maybe that's my issue with it. Um, as a whole, if I was to watch that beginning to end without that cut, then maybe. Yeah. Um, but it's, I mean, it's just as good, if not better. Um, I think overall, this this makes the the the, the series for me mm. episodes, you know, four through six, um, because I think overall, um, you see this back and forth between uh, Luke and Vader that it's obvious from the beginning whenever Luke shows up. Um, I think Vader asks asks him, you know, uh, what are you doing here, basically? Right. And Luke just says, you know, I'm I'm here to to rescue you. Basically, is all he says. Yeah. Um, and there's still good in you yet. Yeah, father. there's still good in you. And that's, my name's Luke. That's the good whole. I don't know. That's the yeah. whole point in this 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 story. Um. So yeah, I I don't know, man. What what are your thoughts in this fight? I loved it, man, and not not just because the lightsaber thing. Well, first of all, I want to talk about we haven't talked about it. Ian McDermott. Yeah. I can't say his name without saying it like almost Scottish because it just doesn't look yeah. right otherwise. He does not get enough credit for such a dastardly, evil, gross-looking like. Dude was amazing. Yeah, dude was a menacing, just, just evil personified man, and his performance and like the way he pronunciates things, the way he hangs on words, the, his mannerisms, the just the, it's iconic. Uh, it is, and the, like the way he moves, like it's so rigid and like, yeah. I don't know, man. Palpatine, Darth Sidious is an all timer yeah. uh, character that I don't feel like gets enough. Like I've mentioned, get enough recognition. Uh, and his just mass manipulation of Vader and how he's got him under his wing, yeah. And what he th- and his arrogance at this point, his hubris. Now, granted, we get a lot that builds up to that in the prequels mm-hmm. we're about to get into, but uh, I love his character. Uh, not not from a root force standpoint, but just to watch from a cinematic standpoint. Yes, he was great. Um, the practical effects, special effects on him look fantastic. Well, I think um, some of that was post. Well, regardless, it looks great. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he looks really good. The lightning, the force lightning is mind-blowing. I yeah. mean, it doesn't hold up super, super great now. Yeah. But for the movie snapshot, oh mm-hmm. my gosh. When he that came out of his fingers, it's like, what? What? Yeah, it's crazy. What? Uh, but no, like the whole thing where they're watching, uh, where he's like, Luke, you know, at the hate consume me strike me down blah 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 yeah. he's watching all of his friends get slaughtered before they take the shield down on the death star uh and he goes to strike them down and vader's lightsaber meets him right in front of his face and you get the iconic <laughs> egg dude <laughs> they cross swords <laughs> good good you know it's like it's dastardly dude it was amazing and like that, yeah. that just those you know my review i also talk about like it's such a it's such a beautiful thing to look at because it's you got the blacks with like the neon reds and stuff in the background the whole yeah. time and the lightsabers, the red against the green, are so uh, the resolution on them is so much higher in this one. Yes, and the sound effects are so much sharper. It just felt great. Darth Vader looks so polished in this yeah. one. The um, contrast, dude, it's and he crazy. moves around more than he has in yeah. the other one. Like he actually feels like a threat. Uh, it was great. I, I I loved it. The platform falling, uh, the Imperial yeah. guards, the striking red, just kind of moving out of the way. I I don't know. The choreography, it was great. I loved it. I I think it's fantastic. Yeah. And then talking about, and it's just something to add before I get into like what happens with Palpatine and them. Yeah. Uh, that whole arc is amazing. Uh, which arc exactly? He said. So when Palpatine, when he realizes that Luke's not going to turn because yeah. he's trying, he cuts off Vader's arm. Um, Luke, Luke cuts. Luke, Vader's so, arm. Yeah, Luke yeah. cuts off Vader's arm. 
and it's over. And he's like, good, now strike him down. You can be my apprentice. Yeah. And he's like, nah, homie, I ain't doing that. That's not yeah. how this is going to ride. Uh, he's like, all right, fine. Deuces. Yeah. And starts lightning him to death. Yeah. Electric- electrocuting him. So, uh, but that's where it just is, is just so beautiful because you, you just think Vader is this unredeemable. Now, granted, this one shows a little bit of the lingering looks the the obsession talking to Palpatine about his son, the where Palpatine questions it, but yeah. a, a, every time he's talking about wanting to hurt Luke or strike anybody down, he, Vader it cuts to him. And he's like looking at him. You can just know through the helmet, it's like a conflict he's got going on. Always, it's apparent, yeah. even though he can't see his face or he doesn't voice it. So when he's out for the count, as you think, and he just the no, yeah. he's iconic for the no, but the first one. It yeah. actually got me. Like, he's like, no. He's like, Luke's dying. He's like, Father, help me. And maybe this is because I'm a dad now. Yeah. But the first time he dropped that just little quiet, hushed no. Yeah. Oh, man. I was like, oh, I could have cried. And then he's like, no. Yeah. He picks him up, you know, freaking Andre the Giants even throws him down the shaft. And where he goes, we don't know. Freaking. <laughs> I still It's don't for know. another movie. Is it even? I don't know. Not really. It doesn't really get answered good. I mean, kind of. They scapegoated that. We'll get to that. They scapegoated that. For another not a good, Not a good retcon all these years later. They let Palpy just die in peace. They should have. This is stupid. Anyway, uh, and then, you know, Vader is dying and asks Luke to take off his mask. And he's like, well, that's going to kill me for sure, for sure. Yeah. He's like, good. I want to die. Yeah. And uh, Luke takes off his mask. They kiss. And uh, they don't really kiss. Uh, father and son embrace. Yeah. Father and uh, son embrace. So, yeah, you hit a lot of stuff that that I, I want to just kind of emphasize for what impacted me the most. Like I said from the very beginning that what attracts me the most to Darth Vader, like his story mm. is the conflict of someone that is the servant to the dark side, but is still in a lot of ways, a believer in the force mm-hmm. of like the, the Jedi way of the force. Um, and from the very beginning of this movie, whenever Palpatine confronts him, about Luke, he's conflicted mm-hmm. because, you know, overall he, he wants to draw him in and turn him to the dark side, but it's almost in a mentoring, like, I want to nurture yeah. this ability. But Palpatine's outlook on this is, you know, this is this is done out of trials and, and there can only hardship. Be two, so there I'm... can only be two. Yeah. And this yeah. is this is a trend that um a a trend that is set in the cart in the series, the TV series that they have mm-hmm. of this, you know, there is Darcidius and everyone beneath him. No one ever is above Darcidius. Yeah. And there's this constant, um, you know, with Count Dooku and uh, Darth Maul. Which and, isn't how it was. That's not how it's supposed to be. Yeah. But there's always this striking down of, of the, master. the master. Right. And that's, he's way outlived his. Exactly. Yeah. And so the moment in this this there's this idea of like, okay, Darth Vader could probably easily He pulled his punches with Luke too, which also exactly. lost. He lost on purpose. Exactly. Yeah. Um, because I think there's this there's this again, this conflict in Darth Vader of where like I think overall what I think what we'll find out in the series to come is um he turn he turns to the dark side because he loses hope. Mm-hmm. Um, but just because and his mom, do I mean he got yeah? Spoiler alert: his mom dies by the sand people in yeah. the Clone Wars, and that's what really ultimately it's what plants the seeds or Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, but, uh, it yeah. plants the seeds, um, and he ends up acting on them 
But um, overall, there's always going to be this conflict with Anakin. And um, I think he looks to his son as someone that has kind of gone through the same things. Mm-hmm. As, and someone who had lost all hope sees a little bit of hope yeah. uh, in Luke and sees him going through these different struggles that he himself would later go or had, had gone through before. Um, and I think it's that resolve whenever he tosses the saber down, mm-hmm. whenever uh, Palpatine kind of finally confronts him after he's struck down Darth Vader, yeah. um, that it's whenever he uh, confronts him, he, he, he says no. I won't do this. Um, you know, I'll, I'll die a Jedi Knight like my like my father before me. And right. it's that recognition of knowing regardless of what he's done, Luke is always going to view his father as a Jedi Knight. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what that's what clicks for him. I know. It's, it's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. It really is. It's uh, like Garrett said, the story arc of Anna Skywalker is the best next to Jesus. It, it's, <laughs> it's pretty, pretty dang close. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, and that whole moment at the end, I, with the mask off, so I still, I still have issues with Mark Hamill and his acting chops in this. Oh yeah, they're not good. The, he was good up until that point. The reaction, like taking it, like it, it was just like stone dull. Yeah, yeah he's dude. Dumb. Oh. Mark Hamill, I almost I hate to slander the man. I, I I don't I don't care. I don't. He's he'll never hear this. A but B, I love his like. He's a good person. Yeah, and his Joker. Like, iconic, iconic. Like I, I like Mark Hamill, but he's not a good actor, like camera actor, in my opinion. No. Uh, even in the re- the four, five, and six, yeah. or seven, eight, and nine, whatever. Yeah. You know, uh, I just don't think he's a good actor. He's just very campy. He is, and how he's leaned into it that makes yeah. his newer performances better. But yeah. in these, where he's trying, nah, not yeah. for me, man. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, it's fine. But no, that whole that whole the Death Star scene just stole it all. Yeah, the chess pieces playing out live for the Emperor to see, and then see his hubris falling in front of him, mm-hmm. like the a- old adage says, "Pride cometh before the fall." <laughs> uh, so it, it was really beautiful. We get the Akbar; it's a trap in that whole scene. Yep, going on to which? What is Akbar? Do you have goldfish? I don't know, man. Not either. So, do you want me to read these last paragraphs? <coughs> I mean, you could do a a brief synopsis of that synopsis that's basically it yeah so all right now they're back on indoor they're celebrating <laughs> they got stormtroopers heads on some spikes and listen those ewoks they're gonna send a message with the stormtrooper heads yeah i know they're gonna send a message they, they not to be trifled with they killed nanta <laughs> corpse he's gone now anyway uh i'm trying to see what's going on here they blow up the Death Star because the shield's down. It's gone now. Lando and uh, Wedge, which is Luke's friend from back on Tatooine, they, uh, which is all poorly explained, <laughs> they uh, <laughs> they do kill the Death Star. So now they're 0 for 2. Uh, in the post ad, they do show as they're celebrating Naboo. They like, pan all over the world in the Jedi un- uh, Star Wars universe. You get to see Naboo and Coruscant, Tatooine, Bespin, all celebrating the fall of the Empire. Hmm. So uh, Return of the Jedi really does, uh, shows all of your favorites. It's got Obi-Wan and Yoda. We get to see Hayden Christensen's uh, Anakin Skywalker. Yep. He's on there uh, as a Force ghost, which I have some qualms with at this point too. (laughs) But uh, it's fine. Because actually in the original ones though, it wasn't 
Hayden Christensen. Obviously, I remember that. Yeah. It was the the regular guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, stating the obvious. It wasn't Hayden Christensen. Um, so that, that's really it. They celebrate. The Empire's fallen. The original trilogy's wrapped up. We didn't know we were going to get more. It's over. Wow. Applause. So we just watched the. We just reviewed a new hope. Yeah. Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. So in doing that, where are you? I, well, first of all, hang on. Yeah. Where does I draw? I have Return of the Jedi as a four and a half stars. Yeah. Not a five star like the other two movies. I could be argued down to a four. Yeah. But I'm pretty comfortable with four and a half. Just because of, mainly because of two things. Yeah. One, it's the most fun, I think, of all of them. Mm-hmm. It's a great time. And it looks the best. Just gonna put those in the same camp, and then the whole death, the whole thirty-minute Death Star scene between yeah. Darth Vader, Luke, Palpatine. That whole thing's warrant four and a half stars, and it's a good conclusion. It t- it was a sh- it wasn't a fun time getting there yeah. because the pacing's so poor. But once you were there, I think the conclusion of the franchise was pretty good. If you left it alone, now we have plot holes aplenty, but it's sure. Fine. I would probably leave this as a, at a four and a half. Um, Empire Strikes Back is a five for me and new hope was four um but i was pretty pretty honest about my feelings on it um yeah i think i think whenever you add in rogue one later on which we can discuss yeah i I think when you add that element it could be moved up to a four and a half just because everything we know now Yeah, Uh, but i can't slow slow sucks yeah he wasted all of his energy, I guess, in Rogue One for I, New Hope. Yeah, Sharks. I guess so, man. Uh, but so yeah, it's 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 a four and a half. So still the weakest entry, of the the trilogy. New New Hope is the weakest for entry. you. Yeah. Okay. That's right. You just said four, yeah. four and a half. Okay. Um, yeah, my New Hope. I thought that was my lowest until I rewatched them through. Yeah. And now it's Return of the Jedi. Right. And that's main, mainly because of the pacing for me, and I think Endor's a little over long. Yeah. But uh, so rating the franchise as a whole, what are you giving the saga, the original trilogy? In a snapshot of just the original trilogy. In a five-star setting, I would probably give it all... I mean, it's got to be a five. I mean, I this... think so, too. I mean, because two fives and a four and a half equal a five. I don't, yeah. make, I don't, do, don't, I don't make the rules. Okay? Yeah. That's how it works. Um, you are given the literal blueprint to 90% of subsequent sci-fi mm-hmm. tropes. Yeah. They, they, were, they are here. I mean, it, it, not even just sci-fi, like, storytelling. Harry Potter, I mean, we joked about it, but Harry Potter is literally, and I know, you know, my wife listens to my podcast, you know, she's my number one fan. And Kyle, love you, Kyle. (laughs) Uh, But for real, though, like, Harry Potter is Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. When we do it, watch it, and then look at it through the Star Wars lens. No, I I think you can look at a lot of, a lot of, uh, because they're not, um coming of age like type i don't know it's that story arc of well maybe it is coming of age <coughs> of of a you know your your hero or whatever protagonist you know ah jesus christ what is happening to me <laughs> this is this is way too long um yeah i know i was like i was like how long is this gonna be Ah, that's just me and JP. We don't have a guest tonight. Oh, Probably Jesus. just be an hour and twenty minutes. We're like two hours in now. Listen, we're wrapping up a lot of stuff, man. It is. Um, it's the final one. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? What you talking about? Just pause you know, us. Come back in about fifteen minutes, and, and you'll be good. Just about have a different accent going on that point. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, what was the question? The 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 franchise as a whole. Yeah, and I was talking about how it's iconic and like has spurned all sorts of 
you know, basically, every, I feel like almost every movie and franchise has taken something from yes. the original Star Wars franchise yeah. and made it there. I, I think uh, whenever, I, I, what I read is um, Lucas, whenever he set out to, to start this, you know, what ended up to be groundbreaking franchise, he said that he wanted to be able to spin a globe, drop a pin, and uh, for anyone in that pin to be able to know or recognize Star Wars. They and do. he did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's a, it's it's amazing. It's a it's a literal like crowning achievement. Yeah. Um, and probably to me the most, like you know, how, have you seen they've released all the sight and the new updated sight and sounds like the most uh, hundred. I've most been reading a little bit. Yeah. Been a little how bit. none of the Star Wars movies on there is nauseating. I get it. I get it. Yeah. But it's also stupid. Like, A New Hope or Empire Strikes Back should be on there. One of the two. Yeah, I think one of them should be able to stand alone. Like, yeah, yeah, and you don't have to look at it as a whole collection or just one in terms yeah. of the impact to cinema as a whole. Yeah, you can't argue. No one will ever want an argument that a New Hope. I mean, just make it a New Hope shouldn't be on there. Yeah. What the original Star Wars has done for film and cinema as a whole. But uh, yeah, I, I'm sitting here at a five star original trilogy. There are some flaws, mainly apparent here in Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. My biggest one is not anything that would have been relevant to people who watched it back in the day. It's just the what we have in hindsight now doesn't hold up entirely well to canon. Um, yeah. But that's okay. That's not something you can criticize it for from what our perspective of watching it now. Yeah, and I would say, too, um, the thing about... The thing that worked and didn't work at the same time for this movie was at one point, it's trying to tie in loose ends, tie mm-hmm. up loose ends um, to, you know, what started out as an incomplete story for George Lucas that blew up into something way bigger. Mm-hmm. While at the same time, I th- I think that there was already the potential for them to do these prequels yeah. um, that we later on get or, or expound upon the universe. So I, I think overall they did a lot of vision casting for, yeah. you know, some, some certain things. Um, and so, yeah, I think, it, I don't know, it just, it, it worked and didn't work all at the same time for me. Yeah, I get it. I get why some people wouldn't like the Star Wars franchise. Yeah. Um, I, my wife is one of those people. Um, I, I get I get it, and that's okay. Uh, but for me, this is still, you know, I don't think watching the preview. I think I, that's right. I actually think I'm going to be, so we're going to preview Phantom Menace. You know, they're not preview. That's what we're watching next. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I think I'm going to end up liking the prequels better than I think I remember liking the prequels. I've not watched them in a long time. Yeah. So I've, I, I've watched these three, the original trilogy. Probably yeah. at some point once a year. Um, like if I'm ever really sick or something, like these are like my comfort films. Yeah. Um, and I've tried to be objective. Abby's like, y'all are, y'all like Star Wars way too much. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't like Star Wars. I, I, I enjoy See, these movies. I love Star Wars. I enjoy these movies. I appreciate them. Um, but now you're a fan. I, no, I, I've always been, a, I've always been a fan. She would say stop. Don't stop it. <laughs> yeah. I've always been a fan, but it's not like I've been clamoring at the bit or mm. what, whatever those the nip yeah yes uh to you know ingest any type of content that is star wars yeah. based i an interest has been sparked in me again to where i do want to go back and watch the clone wars i want to watch the animated series yeah dude there's so much that that alone and they, they have kind of like a chronological or like whatever a viewer's guide type yeah, thing of what it. you need to watch but i i've watched probably 75% of that series and it was really good. I just yeah, didn't have I'm the time. The first season. It, it gets really good, That's man. I heard. I've seen everything else Star Wars puts out except for Rebels and all the Clone Wars. So. And that going into the rest of this franchise uh current likewise those series are, are pivotal. Pivotal. I know I'm going to have to cave and watch at some point. But anyway, for this wrap up here, 
Yeah. Uh, it still holds the same wonder I had. No matter how many times I watch them, Star Wars just captures me, enthralls me, engrosses me, and just gives me... It's a orgasm. Oh, God. For the eyes. Yeah. And the, and ears the heart. And the body. Uh. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, it's true. Uh, Star Wars is amazing. Uh, which brings us to a topic or two. So, for today's topic or two, um, we're doing a pulse check. Literally. Like a finger on your neck or your wrist or... Um, your butt has a pulse too. Yeah. Uh, if you ever had, if you ever had a hemorrhoid, you know that. Uh, <laughs> when I was moving into this house, JP, I don't. We don't <laughs> this has been long enough. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, we're not going down this. All right. Uh, the pulse check here, yes, is is cinema dying. And when I say cinema, I mean the cinematic theater experience, like yeah. cinema change, your Cinemarks, your AMC's, your Regals. Yeah. You know stuff like that. Is big chains theaters dying? So COVID is. I mentioned it already once. It's still here. Yeah. But it's not, it's probably not affecting theaters like it was two years ago. Not COVID itself. Now, things that have been precedented from COVID, like the rise of streaming and yeah. people doing their releases, their big movie releases and uh, on their streamers rather than theaters, that is still the ripple effect. But yeah. uh, so the first question for me, JP, before we get into like talking about what's going on, do you, on a snapshot, do you think that theaters are dying? Like the cinematic experience, is it going away? Is it dying? Is it going to be here in a few more years? Yes, because it makes money. Yes, it is. Yes, not, it will be it here. It will be here. Do you think it's dying? I think it is. Uh, you said like um, theaters have gone through so much because of COVID recently. I th- I think we're just now seeing the effects of COVID in movies, mm-hmm. theaters, just because there aren't any good movies out. Yeah, this year. For the most yeah. part. Yeah. But seeing a sold out Violent Night gave me hope. I still I can't believe that was sold out. I mean, the very bottom row seats were still yeah. there, but I'm talking like the main seat was full. The way I see it, if 75 percent of that theater's yeah, full, I, that definitely 75 well. percent was full. That's crazy to me, and that's great because that's Violent Night. Yeah, that's a day, and it, people were bringing their kids. Like there were probably 15, 20 kids because that were under the, the age from, of 10. This is the dude from Stranger Things. Well, apparently it's a trend. A lot of the reviews I've been seeing, people have been taking it to take like their first kids' first Christmas movie in theaters has been this. That's wild, man. I mean, you should see it. I'm <laughs> telling you, dude. It is, I mentioned I, it. We're I, going back to it right now. It I will is see the it. best Christmas movie that's come out in 10 years. Not, And I'm just saying from like a make you feel like a kid again. Wow. I I can't believe it. Okay, yeah, you gotta go see it. I'll go see it again. All right. I'll, I'll mention it to Caitlin because I, I think she would enjoy it. All right. Um, anyways, so what's killing cinema? If cinema is dying, what's killing it? I think a, I think the amount of like good quality IP is rough at the moment. Okay. Um, I I don't want to. How is that possible in a year when we've had, when we've had Tar, Banshees of Inisherin, Triangle of Sadness, All Quiet on the Western Front? I mean, you got all now. Granted, all Quiet on the Western Front Netflix. was Netflix. Correct. It's and but it's a foreign film. It is. So uh, are, Triangles of Sadness would I think you consider that After Sun's another one. I mean, like I'm thinking after, of these movies, like some of the best movies I've seen in years have come out this year. Yeah, but they're not going to be hitting like your. They're not blockbuster movies, right? Which begs the question, you know, I, the question, you know, what is killing it? And in my notes for me is like, is it us, the audiences? That's where I'm leaning because, like, I don't know, man. Because I would go see these movies in theaters. Like, if they like fa- the Fablemans right now isn't even showing anywhere local to us. That's a Spielberg movie. I th- part of that I feel like was timing. Um, you just it doesn't matter of timing. It's a Spielberg. You just show it. Yeah, but Spielberg's had some. Some clunks, though. If you're not ready, player one. 
if you're about to say Ready Player One is a clunk, it's a mid tier movie for me. No, Ready Player One. I saw a double feature that day: a Quiet Place and Ready Player One, and there was a great day. I'm questioning my involvement in this podcast. You don't like a Quiet Place either? <laughs> I haven't seen a Quiet Place. Or wait, with John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. Spielberg did that? No, 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 no. I'm just saying I saw Ready oh, Player One. Oh, you saw One a double play? Okay, in theaters I'm, at Cinema. I'm following. Before COVID, I'm, I saw Ready yes. Player One, then I saw a Quiet Place. Okay. Yeah, I don't no. I, I'm not I'm not in on, on Ready Player One. Right, anyway, sorry. Yeah. I but anyways, uh Fableman's I'm sure is great. I haven't seen it. I haven't been able to find a way to see it. Me either. It's not playing anywhere within like two hour radius of here. I so I mean, we were talking Oscars and everything earlier. I this is like a big push for Spielberg. Fableman's, yeah. Yeah, because this is a passion Best project for him. Specifically. Like it is it is it for him so i don't think he's necessarily worried about box office yeah but you know but that's my question like if we're talking about what's killing cinema i mean violent night is a, i think a one-off but like banshees of inishirin i think if that played at your local big cinemarks or it's, whatever i don't think it's going to draw a crowd not. so who how do you fix that because before the pandemic you had people going to those kind of movies because people just went to the theater yeah so if not the audience, then what's killing it? Is it the pricing? Is it the selection of movies? Is it because we aren't getting a steady flow of these like banshees and stuff like that? Yeah, I think a lot of it is uh, schedule for movies. A lot of these releases, I feel so much of it is pushed back. Um, some are obviously targeted for award season. Mm-hmm. And so I I think back, I think I most movies I watch, because I was trying to look back at like movies ranking for the year and all yeah. that stuff. and. I've only um, seen 89 movies this year. Dude, I've seen one out of every four movies I feel like you've seen this year. It's crazy. Yeah, I've seen, well, I've seen 89 movies total. I've seen 79, tw- no, I've seen t- 79 2022 releases. Yeah, exactly. I've seen 89 total. It's <laughs> crazy. So, yeah. uh, so I, looking back at that list, a lot of them were at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. and then like nothing, I feel like nothing was really released during the summer that mm-hmm. was worth watching. Yeah, you and got then, some of your superhero blockbusters, that's about it. Yeah, like a and Top yeah. Gun Maverick, but that was the thing is Top Gun Maverick was the spark of hope mm-hmm. because again your summer blockbusters are I feel like what uh, carry the movie industry through the year. Yeah, um, the momentum at least because you know people are going to go see movies during the holidays. Right. It's just like for a lot of people it is tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I think overall it's just uh, the type of movies people are are targeting to make. Um, a lot of the movies that we've mentioned that we're into, they're just not going to be showing at a lot of like local cinemas. Did they before though? I don't remember. I feel like no. some of them did. No, because I, I look at Forgetting Sarah Marshall, for instance. Like it's one of my favorite comedies of all time. It's a comedy though. Oh, I get it, but it played in theaters. Yeah, for a long time. But I, I feel like, like that. I'm not sure that. I feel like that would be like an art house movie now. No, no, man, I don't know. Not with that crew. Not not with not with Jason Siegel and. But I feel like I don't see any of those kind of movies playing a theater anymore. That's because a lot of them are going to streamers. We'll get to that. That's the third bullet point. Yeah. So, do you think Marvel, like the rise of the superhero movies, have killed the theater too? Like people just don't go see it if it's not like that? Uh, part of, yes, part of it, but I don't blame Marvel for that. No, I don't either. Um, I, I, I mean, all of this, people want to just shit on Marvel and say Marvel fatigue and all that kind of stuff and all. But, like, at the end of the day, it's the audience and the consumers. Like, yeah. you can't blame Disney. They would they would change if we change. Yeah, we as the consumer and the audience have way more power than we give ourselves credit for. Yeah, if we decide all of a sudden like, hey, you know, I've had it with this. Like, people have started to do with the 
Love and Thunder vibes. Yep. Thing. Like, like, hey, this has got to change, and they're seeing it in the box office returns. All right, we're going to go total. We're getting Robert Eggers in here. Yeah. Next step's Tarantino. You know, it's just, yeah, that's the change. I, I feel like some of the, like, a, a meme review type of thing is, uh, or, like, a review meme, um, is just, like, an algorithm wrote this type of thing mm-hmm. of, you know, basically what's been scoring well with people recently. Let's do our spin on that. And yeah. um, the tolerance for that isn't as, as, as much as I think uh, these companies believe it is. Yeah. Um, I've I've spoken about this on here a few times. Like you know how much I love TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, like I consume way more TV than I do movies. Um, and the the same effect for movies. Um, kind of like this investment in something worthwhile, basically. Um if these tv companies don't feel like the show has any kind of potential it's like they're not they're not going to go all in on a pilot or a season 1 if they don't think that it could survive three or four seasons not yeah. because the the creator or the showrunner has the ability to uh, but just because they don't think it'll get the instant gratification that it needs right. or the instant recognition um and the streamers are a big proponent of this because that's what generates viewership right um so i i don't know if if movies have to have to play in that as well um of like i just think the timetable for how long they can just let these movies float out in in theaters and not see any steady money flow (laughs) for it it goes back to me thinking though because i like that when i had that conversation with one of the ushers at um cinemark when i went saw bones and all yeah i told him i feel like this is kind of a yeah of a niche movie for y'all to play and y'all got like a full list of showings for the whole week and he told me yeah you know the like the company cinemark as a whole is looking to get into start showing more of those kind of movies yeah so that's exciting to me and i hope that's true i hope that we get to see more like stuff like banshee's hit theaters and uh triangle of sadness like those kind of weird indie movies that are oscar contenders that I, i do feel like used to come to theaters to a degree um like something that had woody harrelson and you know that that would have been a Woody Harrelson's almost always a theater guy. Yeah, but you know, trial, man, Granny's not in it very much. But still, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I I think that audiences have killed the theater just as much as yeah the streamers have. I think people want to get out and see something now, though, which is good. Yeah, hopefully we'll, that trend we will continues. see though if if their if the reaction is is well received and they're going to be pushing out <clears throat> movies more and more. So, so what movies take out Marvel movies and DC like superhero movies? What movies do you feel like have kind of broken the mold, the barrier, and have kind of re-sparked, rejuvenated theater and feel like getting people excited to go back to the theater that's beyond your normal superhero fare? I think top of the list is Maverick. Top Gun Maverick, I agree. And I think everything, everywhere, all at once. That movie had some legs on it, and it yeah. played at Cinemark. I saw it at Cinemark. Yeah. Um, it was weird enough. Yeah. And, you know, it, you know, actually, Bullet Train was another one. Bullet Train had really long it, legs it, on it. It had that was in theaters forever. Yep. Um, House of Gucci that was this year, I think. Really? Or was that last year? It was this year. House of Gucci, I saw that in theaters. I'm pretty sure it was this year. I, don't I enjoyed know. watching that in theaters. I I think there's been some good movies come out this year that had some pretty decent legs on it. Obviously, Bullet Train, Top Gun, Maverick, and everything everywhere all at once. Um, yeah. Or the Northman that played for a while. It did. Yeah. I saw um, that in theaters. Uh, House of Gucci was 2021. Okay. I, th- I thought that seemed like a really long time ago if it wasn't this year. It was towards the end of the year, but... Yeah. Uh, nope. Nope was this year, too. It was. Nope. Uh, that, that did not get the 
the uh, it was good too. It it was. It's actually my least favorite Jordan Peele movie of the three. Yeah, that's there's he's only done, three, but they're all like right there next to each yeah. other. Hot take though, Us is my favorite. Okay, I I see that. I I see other people have that opinion. Uh, then Get Out, then Nope, and Get sure. Out and Nope are kind of like right there next to each other. But um. Barba- oh, Barbarian, too? Bar- this year's actually had some pretty so, good ones, have some good legs. So when you talk about, like, exceed expectation and, like, kind of break through the the lull of movie mm-hmm. theater experience, Top Gun Maverick has been obvious number one, everything, everywhere, all at once. Pearl did, too. Um, There's been some actually really good ones this year. Pearl and Barbarian have been the top of, of what I've noticed. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I haven't seen them because they're horror. Uh, they're but- not. <laughs> they're not. Maybe you can make a case for Barbarian. Pearl is not a horror movie. Okay. We, we will see about it. Uh, but those... She does have sex with a scarecrow. That's pretty scary. Yeah. It it the, it looks very humanoid for <laughs> a scarecrow from what I've seen. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Uh, so, yeah. Those those have been uh, examples of, of movies that have really kind of out... I feel like that didn't happen in the last couple yeah. of years. I think this is new to this year. And I think people are starting to... You know, hey, let's go see something in theaters, you know. Exactly. Like, oh, hey, this is good. Now, granted, Barbarian, specifically Barbarian, yeah, that was a word of mouth movie. That yeah. movie blew up because people went and saw it like, holy crap, this movie's freaking good. You gotta go see this. Yeah. Um, have you seen any spoilers on Barbarian? Uh I spoilers. I mean, I think I know there's some lady. That's all you know. Yeah, maybe. You gotta watch Barbarian. <laughs> Barbarian's really good. Okay. Like, it's really good, okay? All right. Like skip Skinnamarink. Like if, if that, that if that's oh, a trade yeah, off. Yeah, I was never going to watch Skinnamarink. Well, if it played, if it was coming to theaters, I'd try to convince you no. to go see it. But uh, no, Barbarian's really good. But you, it's better the less you know. The better okay. Um, that's really good. Anyway, this year's been really good, and I think those movies like that that are taking risk and also skipping the streamers and going to the movies. Uh, and Barbarian, yeah, Barbarian, Pearl, The Northman, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, Top Gun Maverick, obviously now one of the highest grossing movies. Yeah. Avatar is about to break open the you know the seams and go from there. And then yep. there was um, what was it? The Well comes out this week with Brendan Fraser. With Brendan Fraser and um, Sadie. Oh, Empire Light. Oh yeah. Now, granted, it's getting crushing reviews right now. Like it was supposed to be an Oscar darling. Yeah. Babylon comes out this year too. Now that is cinema. Re- like that movie gets me excited. I that yeah. looks like a Babylon indie blockbuster. Babylon is well, it's not an indie. Like it, it's well, I know. That's what I'm saying. It looks like a, it's it's a blockbuster movie. Yeah, but it's to me, it feels indie in a lot of ways. This it's is an indie blockbuster. This is really random. But did we see, uh, Great Gatsby together? On a double date, maybe because I think I, I saw feel it with like Abby. We did yeah? Because Abby, uh. She likes Leo a lot. Yeah. So, anyways, I you know I get it. Might, it might just be the the glitz and glam of of that movie, but mm-hmm. uh, I get I get Great Gatsby vibes, which I is love. Great that Gatsby. the same. Yeah. Well, and he also Great. jumps in the pool. Brad Pitt. He uh, Diego, whatever the guy's name is. Yeah. He finds Brad Pitt laying in the pool yes. in the mansion, face down, like in Great Gatsby. Oh. So, anyways, I'm I'm pumped. So that 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 movie has. But it's movies like that. Yeah. That are helping keep cinema alive. So I hope we get continue to see more of that in 2023 and onward and continue to see people actually going out and supporting their their theaters, uh, which is the last two bullet points here. Yeah. Um, so before we get into the streamers versus theaters, that's the biggest part. Uh, since movies are really are starting to take, hopefully looks like a direction where audiences are filling the seats again. How do we feel about our local AMCs, Cinemarks, 
your big chain versus your smaller art house, like for us would be Made Nally here in Paducah, cannibalizing each other. So Made Nally, for instance, will show sometimes the same movie. Yeah. Uh, I think it was actually the Northman is the one they actually posted about at one point. Yeah. Like, hey, we're showing it too. Like, you know, come see it here. Yeah. We're shocked Cinemark's even showing it. But like Cinemark really took away from Made in Alley that week. In yeah. the same way, it'll continue to do that. Uh, like they, Cinemark got rights to Bones and all and Made in Alley didn't yeah. and stuff like that. So where, where do you, what, what's your take on how to kind of balance that as a, as a I mean, movie I lover? Yeah, I, I don't hold that against the movie cinemas because I think overall it comes down to the producer or yeah. uh, the movie companies. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it sucks uh, because I'm, I would obviously love to go to my local cinema more. I would love to go to Maynally just because it's it's more comfortable, locally owned and operated. You can yeah. have a beer while you're drinking. Yeah, I would much I'd much rather go watch this in a in a room that's you know a quarter of the Holds size, 120 people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's just me personally. Yeah, me too. Uh, now the only the only downside to this sometimes they do get movies two or three weeks after they release. Yeah, and uh, sorry, spoilers to are rough. Sometimes I can't wait that long. Yeah. Uh, like for instance, if they, you know, if they showed the well two weeks after Cinemark got it. Yeah, I've already seen it. Uh, that's just yeah, that's just how I am. I always, but my rule of thumb of that is always to go support your local art house when possible. But you know, yeah, I don't see this being a big deal because I'll believe it when I see it when Cinemark starts showing all these weird indie art house movies consistently. Yeah, but hopefully they do. So the real topic of this, when it comes to Pulse Check about a dying cinema, is the theater chains versus the streamers. We talked a little bit about Glass Onion on the top of the show about how theaters are like pleading with Netflix, like, hey, can we play this longer? What can we do to make this, you know, yeah. work something out? Um, I don't know this is going to be a big of an issue going forward. It seems like now a lot of movie companies are saying only in theaters, only in theaters, only in theaters. Yeah. Um, and you may have, like, you know, Bullet Train came to streamers while it was still in theaters towards the end of it. Uh, HBO does that with anything that comes out from Warner Brothers. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and I think that's fine. Black Adam is still in theaters in some places. It's already, you can stream it too. Um, yeah. So... Do you think that streaming as a whole is hurting the movie experience? Uh, no, just because uh, the people that are going to want to go see a movie are going to go see a movie. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know if that's the right mindset or even the right way to put it. But well, that's what I'm saying though. Do you yeah. think that holding movies out like that go exclusive? Like right now, it really seems like it's mainly Apple, yeah, Netflix. That's it. I think those are the only two that are really pulling their movies to exclusive to their streaming. Yeah, pulling it early, you mean? No, just... Well, yeah, they're either solely on those streamers and don't go to theaters or do, like, a limited release. Yeah. I think it's only those two. Emancipation is a, isn't doing theater release? What is it? Emancipation? It had, a, like, a week. Okay. A short time. It's, it's Apple only. I think we'll only see this week-long release for this year, um, this run of movies. Do you really. think it'll stay, then just go streaming only? No, I think they'll do longer release windows. Okay. I don't think they can afford to do it the other way. Okay. Um... And I hope so because, I mean, I don't know. I like to watch movies from the comfort of my home too. Yeah. But and not all movies I want to go see in theaters. Like I, I think of movies like, um, like honestly, After Sun. Like it'd have been cool to have the option. Yeah. But I kind of like just being able to watch that by myself here at home. I, I'm, I'm very glad I watched that by myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, I, as a whole, I'm glad that streamers. You know, the pandemic was cool because people weren't going out, so you could sit and watch movies at home, like HBO, yeah. like. Same day as theaters, like great. That was cool because I wasn't going to the theater. Uh, yeah, I unashamedly watched Dune for the first time in my own home. I did too. I did so. go back and see it in theaters, but um, I did first time I watched it. I yeah. watched it twice. I've seen it three times. I've seen it twice at home, once in theaters. That and Tenet. Watched? No, I saw Tenet. 
That was one of the first movies I saw when the pandemic was dying down. I was the only person in the theater. Yeah. It was great. I, I, I think the example of Tenet is the reason why we will not see, you know, the Netflix and the Apple TV continue. Well, Apple Plus, I think. Apple Plus is a different story. I've kind of talked about it before and, and have stronger opinions about it even now. But I I just think the level of investment that these companies have in their streamers, it's dependent on them making money mm. that moment. And whenever you have a company that can just, I mean, in a lot of ways, like the stock market, like if you, you know, short, I don't know all the full, whatever. But I don't know nothing about it. As, as quickly as it can be up, it can be down just like that. Mm-hmm. And so your viewer counts and all that stuff, like it, it's it can it, it's not it's not stable. Because I'm sure that it costs money to distribute the uh, like your movie to these cinemas yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But at the same time, if you're a streamer, like I think of Netflix buying the rights to the Knives Out universe, yeah. whatever. Then wouldn't that be strictly all profit though from there? I mean, I'm sure they get given a little bit to the cinemas, cinemas who are showing it, but like if they own that IP, yeah, and they're making eighteen million dollars off. A three day showing, wouldn't the majority of that go to Netflix anyway? And uh, wouldn't that just stipend what they're already getting because they've already bought it? They're not going to get much more money off the streaming part of it. Well, they they get that, and now Netflix has an ad ad base like uh, ad level or whatever, so they're making money off those ad sales yeah. as well. That's what's was even more brilliant. You don't even have to let the cinemas advertise the movie because you already have your Netflix stuff advertising it. Yeah, that's. That is true, but I still think overall, like you want to get these other companies to buy your ads. Yeah, that's ad true. Ad space. Um, so I'm just glad. I think we're I, I think we're out of the point where a year ago sort of a different different conversation. Yeah. Uh, I think now you're starting to see, and like you said, I do think that you'll see more of these streaming releases just launch both at the same time. Yeah, I, and as far as like the quality of the movies, um, I think it'll get better. I think we still have a, another year or two. Um, I mean, God, we still have to get through the Flash. You know, <laughs> these, like these, the DC movie. Yeah, the, the DC. Okay, yeah, not Grant like, Gustin. Ezra no. Miller. <laughs> yes. No, uh, Lynn would be devastated. Grant, yeah, he loves yeah. some Grant Gustin. Actually, uh, I don't even know really loves Grant <laughs> Gustin, but now it's in solidified in history. That and Flipper. Yes. Flipper. Of the ocean, so I I think there's still some pretty bad movies to bear through the next year or two. But I think what's the number one on your bad movie radar? You have to bear through uh, the Bla- the Flash for for upcoming. Yeah, yeah, the Flash. You think it's I gonna be like, that bad? Yeah, I mean, it's been rewritten forty five times. Yeah, so. yeah. And Ezra Miller was MIA beating people up in Hawaii. Yeah, they were pretty crazy. Yeah, crazy times. But uh, yeah, I think the cinema is gonna be all right. Uh, the year ago wasn't so sure. Now pretty yeah. confident. I wish we I wish our local Cinemark would uh. Add on or something, get an IMAX. Add it to it. Sell beer, honestly. Yeah, I, I wish they do a lot of things. <laughs> our our local theater, we have a Cinemark, and it kind of sucks. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad we have it, but it's, it kind of sucks. Yep. Um, so that's it for uh topic or two. Um, do you have anything to add on that? Uh, no. I'm just uh been watching a lot of TV. I will say, if you haven't, you should be watching uh, White Lotus, yes. and you should also be watching uh, Slow Horses that just uh, premiered last week. I haven't on. watched any Slow Horses yet. Um, before we go go into what we're watching, though. Oh yeah, we did our Christmas fantasy draft last. Oh week. yeah, forgot about this. So this week we will be posting. We did a random number generator. Yeah, and for to choose what seating of the movies go first between one and ten. Um, so our first week matchup this week is J I J P's number three seed. Yeah, went against my number six seed. So we have, for me, for Jonathan, a Muppets Christmas Carol going yep. up against JP's number three, A Christmas Story. So Bring I want 
That's actually a pretty good matchup. I feel like uh, Christmas Story has some uh, immediate like name recognition. I mean, it's only going to take. But a Muppets Christmas Carol. I think people. That's a good good cult following. So it I just depends on like how the socials. Do. The moment this podcast is over, you're going to be texting people immediately. I didn't text a single person when I posted that They're board. Just, they just happen to all be family though. <laughs> Who liked my stuff? Yeah, I know. That's funny. But I <laughs> did not say a single word to him. But that's because and the reason they did vote that though is because that's what we grew up watching in our exactly. household. Yeah, so, no, yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh no foul play. Because you, your wife also was team yours too. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. But <laughs> anyway, I digress. So Muppets Christmas Carol is going up against uh, a Christmas story. And you might get two for the price of one because I haven't done the math of how many podcasts and weeks we have to do all these seedings. So I'm not sure. We're going to have many. to do a few. Yeah, we might yeah, have to double up a couple times. That's so right. It's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. But right now, <laughs> this is what we got. So uh, we'll post it on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and I might make the TikTok this week. I'm not sure. We'll see. Uh, if for no other reason than to just like give a reading of your reviews. People know In what a you're watching. I mean, it's been something. We'll <laughs> see, we'll see how. We'll see how. I do more at though. It'd be even better. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so, oh wait. So there's that. So now JP, yeah. White Lotus, Slow Horses. Oh, dude. Those are, those are your shows you're watching. Yeah. I just real quick because this is this is a soapbox that I will forever stand on. Okay. Jennifer Coolidge is a babe. Jennifer Coolidge is a babe. <laughs> yes. Uh, she hasn't done coke in a long time, but it's like riding bike. Apparently, uh-huh. you'll find that out eventually. Um. Dude, I, I we were talking about cinema and everything. Dude, movies or TV shows are in a great spot. I love it. Really, I are. want all the content in the world um, injected into my veins. Um, but Apple TV, um, Apple Plus, whatever it's called, Apple Plus. I listen in a world where all these streamers are trying to find their bearings and figure out what they're going to do uh, with. All this content, all these movies, all the shows, whatever. Apple Plus has just found a lane, and it's sticking in it. And it is this normal, like normal, like normal TV show, where you mm. come to know what you ex- know what to expect whenever you watch it, and you enjoy it. And there's no drama around it. It's it's just it's perfect. I mean, they set the they set the tone with Ted Lasso. They really did. They they found a freaking. Jim in Severance. Oh my gosh, I love it. Uh, for All Mankind. It, I Tanner, mean, there it is. I talked to is. JP beforehand. I was like, Tanner won't listen to any more of my recommendations until I watch listen, For All Tanner, Mankind. Tanner, if you listen to this, like, I agree with you, man. For All Mankind, like, that is another example. It's it's sci-fi, it's mystery, it's it's all that good stuff, Are there stuff, aliens man. in it? No. I don't want it. I mean, for all you know, there's you no aliens. It, you just said there's no aliens. I could tell in I your mean, face you meant they it. They could be aliens in disguise. They could be scrolls. Okay, whatever. They're not the cr- scrolls. Uh, yeah. But slow horses. The foundation. And foundation. Invasion too. Foundation. Both of those are fantastic. Oh, dude. Oh, and uh, defending Jacob uh, and servant. Servant's really good too. I haven't. I have not seen and servant. And C with Jason Momoa also yeah. really good. Yeah. I've seen a lot. I just haven't seen for all my accounts. It's the only show on Apple. I and slow seen. horses. That's all. Let's do though. That slow one's brand horses. new. No, they they're already starting their second season. The first season what? came out a, a I not even season a year one ago. just came out. Exactly, they recorded two seasons back oh, okay. to back. You know why? Because Apple Plus understands the, the you investment. Know why. I felt that I got I could feel the passion. The you. investment you know in quality material uh. of just giving giving these create creators a check and just like do it. So I, that's why do Bob it well. And Tim Cook would be buddies when there's no pressure in like is this gonna get renewed? Is this like gonna be received well? Of just trusting the source material and just going with it because apparently it's based off these books 
and it's it's great. It's um so yeah, I, I've loved it. I've what about film wise? What are you gonna watch this week? Oh shoot, I'm gonna try and watch the whale. I'll try to watch it if you find it showing somewhere. I'll try to go with yeah. you, but um, I would love to see that. Um, other than that, I'm probably gonna knock out some Christmas mo- movies. Yeah, um, I gotta watch some, and I think that's it, man. Phantom Menace. Yeah, Phantom Menace. Yeah, I'm gonna watch Phantom Menace. That feels like a Christmas movie somehow. No. Yeah. It does. It does. Maybe it's just because it's December. And it counts like, you far, far away. Maybe. And it's eleven o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> we started. We got. We got. You got here like seven thirty. We're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so for me, and you're gonna watch Skin and Rink. No, I'm not. <laughs> no. Maybe Barbarian. That would be a trade off. I would. I would. That would be All great. Right. I'll um, work on it. I don't know what I'm gonna watch yet this week. Um, I thought about watching Armageddon Time, but honestly. That movie just looks like it's going to be too boring for my taste. I love Anthony Hopkins, and it's got a great cast overall. Yeah. But I think we'll watch The Eternal Daughter. That's on my list to watch this week. Is that a horror? Uh, no, it's a mystery. Okay. It does, doesn't give me any horror vibes at all. I want to say Pinocchio, Guillermo del Toro's Ooh, yeah. Pinocchio. Yeah, is that coming out on Netflix this week? The ninth, I think. Okay, I will I will uh, watch maybe that. Maybe this week, and Emancipation drops this week. Um, Pinocchio, so Emancipation, Pinocchio. Pinocchio's trying Eternal to Eternal Daughter. Big Oscar push. Yeah, I know. It'll win Best Animated yeah. Picture. There's no doubt in my mind. And then I'm going to try, I said it last week, but I'm going to try to go see Strange Worlds this week. Okay. I ended up going seeing Violent Night last week. Which that was my movie. Obviously a good, good. And if The Well shows around here, I'll go see The Well. Maybe The Well show at Maiden and Strange World to Cinemark, and then yeah, The Well, we'll see if it plays. Yeah. That's what I just said, The Well. Yeah, anyway. So those would be my movie watches this week. Now, granted, I ended up watching Skin of Marink and a Wounded Fawn. Yeah. I uh, did not have that on my movie bingo, but yeah, it was a pretty good time. Yeah. Uh, I need to finish Avenue 5 on HBO Max. That's a, one of the best comedies that's come out in the last 10 years. Love right. it. Hugh Lowry, Josh Gad, fantastic. I am two episodes behind The White Lotus. Got to catch up on that as well. Uh, other than that, I am not really watching anything else because I don't have time because I've been playing Modern Warfare 2, Gotham Knights, God of War Ragnarok, and a little splash of Overwatch 2. Uh, and then micromanaging watching the Xbox Activision merger or acquisition. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, because the it's getting the CMA in England tried to drop block it. The EU's investigating. The FTC in America tried to block it, but the panel's now split. All right. So that means it's going to go through. So I'm very excited. Uh, but anyway, that's it for me. Do you have anything you want to add, JP? No. I'm I'm ready for bed. Me too. I was actually gonna stay up and watch a movie. Remember, I said I don't know what movie yeah. I'm gonna watch tonight. I do. I know what I'm gonna watch now. The what? back of my eyelids. All right. It's showing a nice <laughs> ten hour movie tonight. Good so. for you. All right. Well, uh, thank you for all you fans out there. We got a uh, we broke about 120 plays this last week, uh, averaging close to uh, 45, 50 plays an episode. We're getting hovering close to that. So nice. I don't know who you all are. I'm but only like half of those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kyle, thanks for listening to it on repeat. You're the man. Nice. Uh, but no, thank you for real though. I appreciate all of our listeners uh, out there. So, and we will continue to get better at social media. I had a wild week, like I said, I had a sick daughter and a sick wife. So, yeah. I've been I've been a little slammed. Plus, retail holidays got me wrapped up. But we'll do better this week, and we'll have a. You'll be hearing this. Uh, well, when you hear it, doesn't matter when we post it. So, I, I love you. Okay. <laughs>